You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision. Window, what? I'm dumb. Welcome what? to Blur Vision. <laughs> yeah, Welcome to Blur Take Vision. Take two. Let's, <laughs> do it. Let's do it again. I got combined two lines in my head. Yes. Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. Where we are a bunch of freaks. You're, you're ad-libbing now. We're changing the, the motto. Yes. <laughs> because we're not. Well, this is this is the next week. We, we're weekly again for two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Does that count? We, we won't be next week. That's true. <laughs> but regardless, this this week is Michael. Uh, Witcher. Ew. <laughs> no, it's... Star Wars. Is that the New Mutants theme? No! <laughs> it is the greatest franchise of our time, spanning across multiple generations. It is the conclusion of the epic Skywalker saga. We saw Avengers Endgame already. I mean... You're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, man, this week we're going to be talking about the rise of Skywalker. And I think it's going to be our main topic because all we really have other than that is My Hero Academia. But there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, Mandalor- you keep forgetting The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. You're not oh, like this episode. You're right. I, <laughs> how could I forget Baby Yoda? Oh, the things that how happened dare to him. You? Yeah, this past episode. Even I was brainwashed by Baby Yoda this time. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, Baby Yoda. <laughs> and we talked about before. It was the whole thing where you felt like the we were getting too episodic in the middle. What did I say? The last two episodes, story again. And yeah. significantly better, I think. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to get into our thoughts about that and the Rise of Skywalker in a second. But first, we have emails and iTunes reviews. Um, our first iTunes... Well, actually, our oh, only... There is, there is a trailer. There's a trailer? Yeah. You didn't do your job. <laughs> you said there were no trailers. I said, I don't know. What's the trailer? <laughs> Uh, Tenet. Oh, it's that the thing by Christopher Nolan? Yeah. I heard that's in the same universe as, uh, uh, Inception. Is that true? I don't know. Oh, man, come on, news guy. <laughs> you should know these things. Yes, because I directed the movie. <laughs> All right, well. Well, our first and only iTunes review this week comes from... Ramen Hibachi. It's a five-star review, and he says, No more Star Wars trilogies. It sounds like he's Wanda Maximoff or whatever. <laughs> no more mutants. I agree, but I disagree, depending on what he says. All right, well, let's see. Uh, hey, did you guys hear about Disney moving away from Star oh, Wars trilogies? I was, I was thinking something else. Oh, like he hated it so much. Like, no yeah. more <laughs> trilogies. No more trilogies. <laughs> <laughs> we're banning that shit. Uh, yeah, that's, the irony of this week is we're reviewing two Star Wars things, one on TV and one in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. which is which better. Let's see. I find it very disgusting because this means... We won't see an old Republic film, but on the bright side, no Ryan Johnson trilogy. Or you will. Yeah, but why? It just won't be a trilogy. Yeah, exactly. It could still be a one-off movie. Or even two movies. <laughs> still yeah. not a trilogy. Or even or four, four movies. movies. <laughs> not a trilogy. 
Um, but he says, oh, that was the end. Uh, so I guess he's also not a fan of Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi. I agree with you, bro. Mm. Part of me was like, now nah, I got to go. Cause yeah, rewatch it. The because the weird thing about Star Wars is your reaction to it doesn't stick over time. Like most people hated the prequels when they first came out, but now all these years later, twenty plus years later, well, nineteen what came out two thousand? Yeah, like two decades later. Basically. So yeah, two decades later oh, now, <laughs> people look back on the prequels and they have more, they're more fond of me included. Yeah. Like even to the point that because before the prequels came out, there was you don't you don't reference those things. Those no. are the things. Those are the properties that should not be named. They were like Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, word. But now, like again, we're getting the Obi Wan series. People look look on Hayden Christensen fondly now. They wanted him to be in this movie. Do you think that's because the kids that grew up with that prequel or those prequels like ended up liking it when they were kids? So now we we're we're dealing with those opinions on the internet. I think there's that, and then also I guess they're looking at like where Star Wars is now and they're looking at what, what do you mean it's in the best place it's ever been Michael oh yeah that's true <laughs> it's never been better I'm sorry I didn't mean that fans are united there's no controversy over actors or their races or sexes or, or sexualities it's the united Star Wars Republic it's basically every aspect of everything in Star Wars is contentious everything mm-hmm. people's races people's genders people's sexualities yes We'll get to that later. Yeah, but for me personally, I look back finally on the prequels for its overall. But not a sack of the clone. No, well, I, I I go back well, and forth. I'm like, which one did I hate more, Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. It was just boring by compare. I mean, at least Phantom Menace. I know Jar Jar was in that. So by as black people, we have to hate it. <laughs> wasn't Jar Jar at all? But he was in the most. He, yeah, in, he was in, in the Phantom most of Phantom Menace. That's yeah. when Lucas was like, all right, I'm gonna tone him down because people don't like this guy. <laughs> but uh. At least Phantom Menace had the Darth Maul fight. You know what I mean? Like that was still yeah, and yeah. Duel of the Fates. That's still epic to this day. I could I could still rewatch the Darth Maul battle. Although it's funny that the lightsaber battles, they don't move like that anymore in the other in these other movies. Like, yeah, not I've like, seen fans. They're not like ninjas. <laughs> no, I've seen fan theories about that. Like, just the same way they try to explain why fucking Obi-Wan and Darth Vader had that really old man fight in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Or, no, not Empire Strikes Back. New Hope. New Hope. Yeah. It's it's because they're not as trained as they were in the uh, the heyday of the Jedi and Sith, which kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. The old man explanation. No, that's bullshit. Because I saw, oh, they were testing each other. They hadn't seen each other yet. That's bullshit. It's just because it was 1978 or whatever. Especially when you get to modern day Star Wars, age makes no difference on how powerful you are with the Force. Yeah. You could be a baby or you could be a zombie. You still are super strong in the Force. Agreed. Yeah, yeah so bullshit. But yeah, I just feel like the prequel's overall narrative was good. Like, if you get into, like, the actual character dialogue and the nitty-gritty of the, each movie, well, yeah, it's the, like, eh. the, Yeah, the dialogue and the script, script sucked, but... The lore. Yeah, what George Lucas wanted to do, it was consistent. Yes. And, and you I'll, can see a progression. I'll, I'll end on, and I'll stop with that. Yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> let's hold those thoughts for our, our review. <laughs> All right, but let's get into emails. Thank you so much for that iTunes review, Ramen Hibachi. Oh, and before we get into emails. Gotta, we haven't even started yet. Yeah, we're already. And, and, and Chris is mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chris, Uncanny Comic Quest. Or well, no, Cinema it's Hooks. now Cinema Hooks. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Um, he wanted to be on this podcast, actually, just full disclosure for our audience. He Jacob, won- too. And, oh, he wanted to be on this podcast, too? Yeah. So maybe we'll have them both on for like a... it's like, I love the Rise of Skywalker. 
Okay, well, yeah, I think we should have, just like we did for, um, what was it, Black Panther? I was like, I think okay, also bro. Infinity War. You're only 16. You, you have growing. You have more growing up to do. You know? <laughs> Let him have this. He's you don't, young. You don't know what you love. <laughs> He's young and filled with hope, okay? I'll give him the pass. But not a new hope. No. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah, just like we were doing for or we did for Black Panther and Infinity War. I think we should have like a a post Rise of Skywalker review discussion with some people from our audience. So I think Jacob should be on for sure. And I think Chris should be on too, because he's very passionate about his love for Star he, Wars. He wanted to get on for like Forever. Yeah. But this is so the, you'll uh, finally have your your debut like Rose in The Last Jedi. Don't say that. Will people, will people love it or will they hate it? Uh, you shouldn't use the roses. Uh... No, it's a perfect analogy. I don't think it's a good one. Because people might be like, what is, who is this white guy on the show? Go to his Twitter and demean him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to do that because I can already see people who might not agree with what we have to say about Rise of Skywalker wanting to voice you, their you know opinions. what I'm going to say. Yeah, I actually don't know what uh, Mike's going to say. He's always very good about... Bearing the lead on his opinions. I, on the other hand, am very open. <laughs> like a butthole. Like a butthole. I hate that. <laughs> All right, let's get into emails. Uh, oh, and before I get off of iTunes reviews, actually, um, Steve Rogers. Oh, 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 oh. you know what? what? I just re- re- remembered because I'm looking at trying to figure out if there's any news this week. Good job. <laughs> but uh, Doomsday Clock, which I'm like, why am I talking about it now? But Doomsday Clock finally finished. I read it. I read the ending. You you finished the last episode. I mean, last, last episode. episode, last issue. I didn't read. You didn't read like one. No. one how, how many issues did we review? Like two, three. I want to say two. I don't. Maybe maybe even three, but I think at least two. Um. Oh, you read the final issue. Yeah, I just jumped to the end. I was like, how did this? I I just wanted to know how it wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> Let no. me. I'll say this. Like, no. Yeah, I already know. Oh, you know. He's in. Yeah. Watchmen did it better. Why? Yeah, Watchmen did it better. Watchmen did it so much better. I think that's like what hurts it even. Like if I didn't see Watchmen, if you guys have read it or read the spoil, whatever you know what we're talking about. If not, we're not going to spoil it here. But yeah, yeah, just know if you've seen Watchmen. It's kind of the same ending, but but better. Yeah, <laughs> much better. It's not even a comparison. Much better. But uh, but yeah, Steve Rogers, uh, get in contact with me. I haven't gotten an email from you yet. I assume because he's still dancing with Peggy at the end of Endgame. Oh, so. there's another trailer, the Quiet Place teaser. Well, it was a teaser, not a trailer. Yeah, but it's still something. And we both saw it, right? Because you saw it in Rise of Skywalker, right? Uh, no. Really? In my theater, I saw it both times. I saw it twice. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Did you just like you just turn off your brain before the, the movie started? Well, no, because I showed up. <laughs> oh, late? Yeah. Oh, well. I showed up to the movie on time, but I missed a lot of the previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel you. All right, let's get into emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Christopher Higgins. Oh, Blood Ocean. Uh, hey, Jordan. You like the movie. <laughs> First, I want to apologize because I didn't realize how far you were in creating the intro. Oh, yeah, right. Remember before how he was like, he didn't like my, my humming of the Power Rangers Unworthy theme? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess now that he's heard the the finished version, he likes it. Uh, and you just humming it doesn't do it justice. I mean, I told you. <laughs> it's a big leap for me going do, 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 do to an actual instrument playing that's what, that. That's why I said I'll, I, 
I think I just want to hear. The, let me just hear the final version. I feel like that's a nice yeah. way of saying you suck, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you asshole. Second, so the intro well, sounds. We're friends. I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Second, the intro sounds fucking awesome, and I love the hard rock metal sound. Go CEO. Whatever the final version is, if this is any indication, then it will be awesome. Oh, thanks, bro. Your longtime fan and listener, CJ Higgins, a.k.a. Blood Ocean. Blood Ocean. So, I am approved by the metalhead of our podcast. So, Although I'm wondering, good. how much did he have to murder to accumulate all that blood in the ocean? So many porgs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next email comes from snakebob at yahoo.com. Star Wars sucks. Oh, shit. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> that movie was bad. Just awful. I took my girlfriend who doesn't watch Star Wars, and she said it sucked. But I have two questions to ask is you guys. He, is he talking about Phantom Menace? Mm, no, I think he's talking about Rise of Skywalker. I won't bury my lead on my girlfriend's opinion. She also thought it wasn't good. So, take that as you may. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I have two questions to ask you guys. Can you guys do a Patreon episode on the worst and best of 2019? Yes, we can. I already told Jordan. You read my mind. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I already mentioned that to Jordan already. Yeah. Michael's on it, guys. Don't worry about it. And can you tell me what do you think of this? It's just something funny I think you might like. Stay nerdy, Mike Lurdy. Do I have 10 of the worst? <laughs> what? What? This is what he sent. Is that... It's called Work That Ass for Daddy. Wow. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, what, what is the point of this? He just thought it was funny. Sucking ass is hilarious. Oh. Bro! <laughs> well, we know what he likes to do. Well, I mean, who doesn't? But I, yeah, I'm like, this is your theme song. What are you talking about? <laughs> God damn. All right. Work that ass for daddy. Thank you, Snake Bob. My theme song. We know what you and Crystal were doing. I also like eating ass. I'm not going <laughs> to Toss in hey, hey, salad. Hey, my girlfriend right now. Yeah, you're eating that ass. <laughs> Toss in salads. Uh, last email comes from Warner Brothers Hates Me. Why, though? From Jep Gillis. That was a long one. Uh... Ohio, me again. Let me first say Rashawn is doing the Lord's work, pulling his Patreon card on Villain Saga. Shit is dope, but don't forget Fire Force. All right, gents, I binged The Witcher. Okay, so I have only seen the first episode of The Witcher, and Mike's seen none of it. Nope. So let's see what he has to say about it. Shit is real. Good. <laughs> okay. Perfect vision, in my opinion. It's got sex, blood, and magic in heavy doses. That's true. I've only seen the first episode, but those are all in the first episode. All right. Um. Most poor reviews are from dumb people who can't keep track of the split timeline, past and present. So, what you're saying is Jordan's dumb. <laughs> well, in the first episode, it's not even... the first episode, he's like... <laughs> oh, is that... Maybe even the first episode, there is a split timeline. I'm like, split timeline? But there's like two stories happening simultaneously in the first episode. And I thought they were happening simultaneously. <laughs> but I guess maybe it does happen in the past. I don't know. So, dumb people don't uh, understand. Hey, hey, <laughs> I did not like The Witcher for its story. <coughs> I guess I'll give my thoughts about it when we get into How it. How naked is Henry Cavill in the first episode? 
Not very. Oh, well, I'm not watching this. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. <laughs> he does have sex, but you don't really that, see anything. That, no, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. Right off the bat, though, the action's amazing. So I can agree with that. It's cr- I, I, it was the one part of the episode I sat up in. I was like, oh, shh. Oh, the choreography's great. Is it better than Game of Thrones? Like I heard, oh, yeah, the action is better than Game of Thrones. For sure. Oh, okay. Definitely better than Game of Thrones. Um, the sets, costumes, action, acting, even the CG is all top notch. I agree with that too. The, the CG of the monster in the first episode also was really good. Henry Cavill is fantastic. His swordsmanship is insane. The violence is heavy and crunchy. What? <laughs> like delicious? <laughs> like 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 cereal? Shway. Oh shway. And even though Geralt has no emotions, Henry Cavill still has so much more to work with than DC ever gave him as soups. Is that a thing? Is that is that like a, a thing for Geralt's character in the, in the video games? I didn't play the games. Uh, he's emotionless? I played the game for a little bit, and that was it. If, if he's but, emotionless, but yeah, the way he talks, that changes my opinion a little bit. But the, yeah, the way he talks, he's always just like this the whole time. I yeah. thought that was because it's the video game. <laughs> I didn't know because I mean, his character. You get a good voice actor. No. True. Okay, so maybe that if that's his character, then he definitely nailed that. Uh... H.C. is draw hey, has Michael, to... it's Jenna with Bernie 2020. Will you help donate? No. <laughs> Poor Bernie Sanders. H.C. <laughs> uh, still has so much more to work with than D.C. ever gave him soups. H.C. as Geralt has to walk the line of showing no emotion but still being good. And Lord knows Henry can brood well. That's very true. But Geralt the White Wolf of Rivia is supposed to be... F- is supposed to fucking brood. Soups isn't the angsty Jesus figure thing sucked ass. (laughs) Okay. HC is a perfect Soups, and we deserve Man of Steel 2, but DC just doesn't know how to fucking handle it. Uh, Which leads me to my other reason for the email. These bitches at WB are making a movie with Lovecraft's mythos. Really? Like Cthulhu? And fucking Whis and Benioff are writing and directing. Fuck. I fucking die. Well, I mean, if, if it's based on something... Maybe it'll be a good. Because we've seen that when they have material to work from, they do a good job. Yes. Yeah. So when they have to make up shit is the problem. Uh, do, 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 I don't do. know anything about Lovecraft. So. All I know is the Cthulhu stuff. You know about Cthulhu, right? The Mind Flayer? I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the most donkey-brained, head-ass, Captain American Capri I've ever seen. Huh? D&D suck when left to their own devices. See season seven through eight of Game of Thrones and their script for Confederate. Did they leak that? They leak, yeah, I was like, that came out. Oh, I kind of want to read it. <laughs> they are dude bros who use heavy-handed bullshit that looks neat to tell their stories. And honestly, when adapting something like A Song of Ice and Fire, which is so detail-heavy that works, George R. R. Martin did all the thinking for them. But Lovecraft's works are different. He's famously obscure. Oh my God, that's that's a very good point. Leaving lots of room for your imagination to run. Dude wrote horror, so that's an effective way to write. But for Dude Bros D&D, they need help, or else it'll turn into a shitstorm with monsters. Azeroth deserves better. Cthulhu deserves better. We deserve better. James Wan, Del Toro, Robert Eggers are all better. Sorry for ranting. No, I like the passion. <laughs> I was kind of enthralled in that just now, man. It's cool. Michael, keep it up. Your sub count keeps climbing, and your YouTube subscribers are going up as well. Jordan, fuck that reviewer or emailer or whatever talking about cringy. Fuck him. Hope he gets coal. 
Wait, you mean Wait, Blood what? Ocean? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, I like Blood Ocean. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he was just being honest, and he was right. It was just me humming. So if you didn't understand that I was gonna translate that to, to instruments, I also would be like, don't make that the theme, bro. <laughs> We're starting a war. <laughs> no, no war. <laughs> no, everybody, let's keep the beef. Yeah, off. no, no Earth Wars. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it in the stars. Uh. Not you, not you guys though. Mary, whatever the fuck you celebrate, <laughs> just don't forget Jesus wasn't born on the twenty fifth. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaas. Christians co-opted the winter solstice from pagans. Yes, from pagans. Yes. Well, I celebrate uh, Festivus. I celebrate Christmas. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. Was that from Michael? But not for Jesus's birthday for Santa Claus. You don't even know what that's from, do you? No, I don't. That's why I'm ignoring you. <laughs> It's from Seinfeld. Uh, wow, who the fuck watches Seinfeld? I watch a lot of Seinfeld. <laughs> but you don't watch any black movies. That's true. It's <laughs> fucked up when you say it like that. <laughs> uh, keep up the hard work. Thanks for what you do. One love and happy new year. Kill you a fan club. Thanks, bro. And uh, yeah, that, that, that email was pretty interesting. I don't think it was ranty. Well, it was a little ranty, but I don't think it was too much. I think you made very great points about... D&D and about what could potentially go wrong with them adapting Lovecraft of all things but yeah they're very the whole point of Lovecraft horror is usually you don't know what the horror is because you can't imagine like it, your, your imagination is always scarier than knowing what the evil is mm-hmm. that's why all of his descriptions for monsters are like and a thousand mouths and a million eyes and it's like how would that look in real life but the thought is scarier than seeing it so what you're saying is D&D are going to do a terrible job because they don't have any details. Exactly. It, it's a, it, Potentially, yes. He makes great points about why he should be afraid for them adapting that series. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a good script writer. Hopefully mm. they won't write the script. Mm. Speaking of hopefully things having good <laughs> script writers, let's get into the Not main topic. Mandalorian. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> We're starting with the rise of Skywalker. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. If this mission fails, it was all for nothing. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. Your journey nears its end. But let's talk about the rise of Skywalker. So this is it, man. We've been here. Actually, this podcast, episode zero, started with The Force Awakens. Well, I wasn't here. So you weren't here. Who cares? Well, <laughs> well, you're really the rose of, of the continuity of Blur Vision. Yeah. You got introduced in the middle, and you've been here ever since. <laughs> I would say I'm more Luke. You're a Force ghost now? Yes. <laughs> what? But... That just goes to show you that this podcast, man, we are intricately tied to the legacy of Star Wars. It began the podcast, and maybe this is the last episode. Yeah, <laughs> say, so are you trying to say that it's going to end the podcast? Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker. I was like, where are you going with this? Back it up. Endgame wasn't the end. It's, it's Rise well, of Skywalker. It will end the year. That's true. This is our last episode for the year. This is the last episode of 2019. Yes. Ah. <sighs> So we've gone through the whole roller coaster of emotions, bro. Just give people a little bit of a recap. I wish you're a Patreon member. All true. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
from the Force of Awakens, I think we could both agree that, yeah, it might have retreaded some of the territory of A New Hope and had a lot of familiar Star Wars earmarks, but at the end of the day... I had hope to where it would go. Exactly. It was a solid, soft reboot of the Star Wars franchise for a new generation. It was exciting. It had new characters. It had great chemistry, even though they didn't even have that much dialogue together. I like the characters. Yes. I have a Poe Dameron body pillow. He does. It's not just because he's hot. (laughs) Yes. You've cosplayed Finn. Yes. Yeah. Um, So then going into The Last Jedi, yeah, it was divisive. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we can still, me and you, even though you liked it less than I did, because looking back on it, I gave it a perfect vision, I think, when we first reviewed it. But then I re-reviewed it with like a more than passable. I think you were like passable, high passable. I don't remember. I think you were like high passable. I think I was, yeah, I think I was high passable, passable yeah. range. But even so, we can both agree that there was some some cool shit in the in the yeah, last Jedi. Like a lot of cool set pieces. Holdo's Holdo maneuver with the light speed ram. Uh, Luke Skywalker like facing down the order. Where, like the, I think the ram and the sound completely went out. In the, yeah, because just like how it would be in space. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful, like, that was a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. It made, like, a pin could drop in the theater. Everyone was so silent. It was yeah. like, oh, wow. Um, you know, we don't like the fact that Luke threw that fucking lightsaber over his fucking shoulder. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for what training and interaction Ray and, and Luke did have, you know, None. it could have been, wait, wait, wait. None. There could have been more. <laughs> there could have been more. But the moments they did interact, I still enjoyed. And I think you did too. Right, you wanted more though. That's, I wanted that's more. Good yes, point. Yes. I wanted more. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Good play. You see, I'm trying to find common ground before we get in the rise of Skywalker, because <laughs> we got to be united when we get into this. So, but even with me, even though I liked it more than you did, I did say I wanted Luke to be a space wizard. He was a space wizard. No, <laughs> his legacy will fuck always be fuck space your wizard. legacy. I want reality. <laughs> but for reality, that was the whole point of and it. When we get into themes. I want to see him turn to Dark Phoenix. When we get, oh god, no, you don't, because <laughs> that happened in this movie. <laughs> when you, uh, when we get into themes of Rise of Skywalker, that's the one thing I really enjoyed the most out of the Last Jedi. Yeah, Ryan Johnson kind of fucked what people perceive as what's supposed to be the normal flow of events for a Star Wars trilogy, because he he fucked over the main villain. First and foremost, with, with Snoke being killed off unceremoniously in the middle of his fucking movie. And, like, the things he did with uh, Luke and, like, the, the Jedi Order and, you know, really cast a negative light on things that people might have felt more positively about going to The Last Jedi. He, he completely flipped what people expected on his head. And you might love him for that or you might hate him. But still... I feel like, yeah, I feel like that would work for some properties. Like, he did it in Knives Out. I love Knives Out. Yes. But for Star Wars, eh. but see that's what we disagree though because I still felt like if JJ was able to build off the themes that the Last Jedi started, even though they definitely weren't what JJ, especially now that I've seen the Rise of Skywalker, it definitely wasn't what JJ would have had planned. But if he still played the ball where it was laying and carried Ryan Johnson's themes into the third movie and wrapped it all up in a satisfying way, I, I said then. And I say now, it would have made me look back on the rise of, on the Last Jedi with an even more uh, positive lens. But <laughs> then we get into the rise of Skywalker. Did it carry through the themes of Last Jedi? Did it? 
take that baton that Ryan Johnson passed, even though he he took the baton from JJ and like rubbed it on his ass and was like, here, take it back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but did JJ take that to the chest? It was like, you know what? I'm still gonna make the best damn movie this, that this this trilogy deserves. Or did he say, I want to still make my movie? Fuck with the what what Ryan Johnson wanted to make. Let's find out. <laughs> So do you want to get into... Well, first we're going to talk about non-spoilery thoughts. Fuck non-spoilery. Let's just talk. Wow. Wow. You don't even want to give not your general thoughts? No. We got we to give our general thoughts because not everybody's seen The Rise of Skywalker. Well, then don't listen movie. to this episode. No. You got to general, give general thoughts. <laughs> we'll give our general thoughts. We can make it quick. And then we'll get, give our ratings. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. Goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. And then we'll jump right into spoilers. And the rest of the episode is gonna be spoiler heavy. And I'm sure the spoilers <coughs> are gonna come back when we get to the Mandalorian talk. So be wary, anyone who doesn't want spoilers and listens to the Mandalorian discussion later. So you go first. You want me to go first? Yes. Because you saw it twice. I didn't see it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. And this is, this is very actually Last Jedi. You go first, I go first. Who talks first? <laughs> it's actually Force Awakens. Poe Dameron, when he first got captured. Oh, you're right. Yes. I'm thinking about the other joke he made where he was like, Hux, you there? Hello? Hello, Hux? <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. I've only seen Last Jedi once. So I barely remember that joke. <laughs> um. Okay, my general thoughts. So I'm going to start with my theater experience. And I saw opening night. Theater was packed. Obviously, all super hardcore Star Wars fans of every generation. Some older people my age, people older than me. People brought their kids. And the movie started, and there was applause before even the credits roll. That's how diehard these fans were. And I say that because there was a moment toward the end of the movie where I audibly said, Oh, come on! And everyone in the theater erupted into laughter. And then there's another guy who like took it like to the next level. He was just like, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> it was really funny. And then at the end of the movie, though, there was still applause, but significantly less. And I feel like that is a good representation of the expectations I kind of carried into the movie and to some extent how I felt coming out of it. The things they did well. <laughs> Oh. Jordan has so much to say. <laughs> he loved this movie. Everything they did well. I think that if you're a hardcore fan of Star Wars and you like The Force Awakens and the fan service in Force Awakens, you didn't mind the fact that they went through another Death Star run. You didn't mind the fact that they did all these little New Hope things. In fact, you might have wanted and had no problem with the second movie being Empire Strikes Back and the third movie being Return of the Jedi. And if you're that person, I think you would enjoy this movie. Just because of the ride you're on, if you already like Rey, you already like Finn and Poe, and you're not looking for any new character development or any new levels of chemistry between characters to make you feel more for the characters, if you're already fine with how you feel about them as they are, this movie is just a fun ride from beginning to end, with a little bit of a petrol quest in the middle, <laughs> and an epic, in quotes, ending that I think... It's satisfying for those hardcore fans. But if you're not one of those hardcore fans, if you're like me. Mike, even if you are a hardcore fan. No, no, no. Look, man, I'm trying to give it to the people like Chris who did enjoy it. Because I've seen responses online. And I'm being 100%. This movie didn't do what I wanted it to do. 
it did all the things I was afraid JJ was going to repeat from The Force Awakens. Clearly, JJ's plan for the trilogy, because like we've already heard about, JJ had a plan um, from The Force Awakens for the entire trilogy. He just didn't have control over the franchise, so they just basically took a script and threw it out. But after seeing The Rise of Skywalker, I clearly see that all he wanted to do was make a love letter to the original Star Wars trilogy, beat for beat. He wanted to t- basically remix all of the old uh, elements from those original movies and just lay them out in a new trilogy. He wanted the first. He wanted Force Awakens to be a New Hope. He wanted Last Jedi to be Empire Strikes Back, and he definitely wanted Rise of Skywalker to be the new Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. My problem is, I liked the, some of the twists Ryan Johnson brought to the table in Last Jedi. I thought, and now especially looking back on it with hindsight, I feel like if he did. If he was privy to the, the plan J.J. had, I think he looked at that plan and said, fuck that plan, because he didn't want a repeat of the original trilogy. Yeah, we've done it already. Yes. So he want. And I know the George Lucas' whole thing is, oh, it's like a rhyme, it stanzas, and it repeats. But that's... You can do that twice. But doing it three times... That shit gets predictable, even, boring, even, even George Lucas, tropey. Though, he tried to do something completely different with the prequels. Like they're nothing. Love them or hate them, they're nothing like their the the episodes four, five, and six. You're right, but he did take elements. Like he there's there's still things like analogies and metaphors you can compare for each trilogy. I get that, and that's fine. I, in that way, I like it. But when you're just regurgitating plot points, that's when it becomes repetitive. And it becomes an issue, at least for me. So when it comes to the rise of Skywalker, I feel like it dropped the ball because J.J. was too big of a fan. He was too loyal to that original trilogy so that this trilogy doesn't feel like, especially with supposed to be a conclusion to everything, it just feels like been there, done that by the end. And the rise of, like, the, love it or hate it, The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson's vision for The Last Jedi, I get it and I actually do approve of it. He purposefully, I think, took elements from The Return of the Jedi and smashed it together in his second movie, in, the, in his version of The Empire Strikes Back, specifically so that the third person, the person making that third movie couldn't do a repeat of The Return of the Jedi stuff because it was already done in that second movie. And for us, at the time, we're going, you ended the trilogy. You, you, you did Return of the Jedi in Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's short-sighted, bro. What are we going to do now in the third movie? But I think that logic was a fallacy that even J.J., we as fans saw it that way, and I think Disney and J.J. saw it that way too, and I think that was a mistake. Because rather than see it as, oh, now we can't do Return of the Jedi again because you already basically ended your trilogy with that in the second movie, why not take where the ball laid and carry that theme forward? Thematically, and this is my biggest issue with, Rise of Je- with the Rise of Je- Skywalker, take out the fact that this movie has so many plot holes because it spends so much time trying to retcon things from The Last Jedi. It has so many plot contrivances because it needs to get you from point A to point B, and things just happen, and we just go with it, even though when you think about it logically, and we will discuss plot points when we get into our spoilers. These don't fucking make sense. Even when you th- compare The Rise of Skywalker to the-, the Force Awakens, and J.J. made both of those. So it's like, did you not have somebody behind you checking continuity and logic between these things? But if he had taken what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi and built on those themes of anyone can be a hero, it doesn't matter what your lineage is, it doesn't matter what 
the 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 mystery box answers are because at the end of the day life isn't that simple life isn't that black and white and that's what last jedi was trying to do it was trying to take this dichotomy of the dark side and the light side and and just how simple it is and make it gray that's why luke was basically a great jedi in that movie that's why kylo ren in the movie is basically like fuck the jedi fuck the sith let's make something let's make something ourselves let's go beyond that that's what Ryan Johnson was telling to the Star Wars fandom. And you know what we did, Michael? We as a fandom spat in his face. And you know what JJ said? Yeah, fuck him too. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> fuck his themes about uh, no good and no evil so and no shit. I know say for this movie. You say take the ball. Like, what? It should have built, and I can't get into it from the spoilers, but it should have built on the themes that Ryan Johnson started. There should. And look, the warring signs were already there from the first trailer. It's not spoilers to say that the Emperor's in this movie. Emperor Palpatine is back. And yeah, he's on the poster. Bro, it's not spoilers either. He's in the fucking crawl. <laughs> like, him being back isn't like a revelation in the movie. It's in the opening crawl for the movie. So it's right there on front street. Emperor Palpatine is back, baby. <laughs> yeah. And that's a regression. Because not only clearly was that character not ever like tease or hinted at or in mentioned, his first yeah, or yeah. mentioned in those first two movies. But then thematically, he brings back all that weight of a good versus evil that we were trying to get away from in this new generation of Star Wars movies. That's why you didn't have a cookie cutter evil as the Emperor. And instead I thought we'd be taking Kylo well, Ren. I was gonna say Kylo was supposed to be that and building him up to be the new Emperor, but not an Emperor of just pure evil, an Emperor that you might understand why he is the way he is. That's different. It's scary because it's different, but I think it's where J.J. should have taken the story. And yeah, maybe get away from the, the, the idea of the Jedi. And it's not spoilers either, because it didn't happen. But I think Kevin Smith... Like, Chris even asked me, what would you have done differently? I think Kevin Smith gave us a better alternative to the Rise of Skywalker's ending, where he himself said... Man, I didn't see what he said. We talked about it. Yeah, you did. Uh, no, the, I said I didn't see what Kevin Smith said. No, no, I, we talked about that before too. No. It's uh, the idea that... Remember his speculation about what the Rise of Skywalker means? And he was like, well... I feel like everybody had that. Because, I, yeah, I thought that same thing. Well, because it's based on The Last Jedi. That's the point of that movie. The whole point of that movie was, oh, no more Jedi, no more Sith. So what would be the new order if you're going to have a new quote-unquote order? And the idea of an order itself is also outdated. We, we learned from the prequels that the order was a bad thing. It restricted people and honestly led Anakin to the dark side in some ways. Well, I don't think the order is a bad thing. I think the rules that they set... That's the order. The- Order. Well, no, you can still have order, but just different rules. But that's the it's the institution is what made it corrupt. In quote, not corrupt, corrupt, but you know what I mean. Like it, it it's it's like it was definitely an allegory for Christianity and like there being a pope and all that shit, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's where it came from. But I just feel like JJ should have taken those themes and built from there. But he didn't. Instead, he did exactly what the fans wanted. And if you're the type of, if you're the type of person that hated the Last Jedi and you had a checklist of all the things you hated, it almost felt like JJ Abrams looked at that checklist that the fans created and literally checked off every single box in the movie. And it feels that way. It feels like this movie was made by somebody reacting to the Last Jedi. It takes back really important things that were set up in The Last Jedi, and it feels rushed because of that. At the time, I felt like Last Jedi felt like two movies because it felt like Empire Strikes Back plus Return of the Jedi, but no. If anything, The Rise of Skywalker is two movies because it's trying to undo The Last Jedi in the first half, and in the second half, trying to deliver on this epic finale that had no setup or 
or, or, or build up to. It tried to pull off an end game without any of the emotion behind it. And that's the best I can put it. Because by the time you get to those last moments in the movie, and even the big moments in the movie, I felt nothing. Nothing. And I loved these characters in The Force Awakens. I rooted for them even in The Last Jedi. When we got to this movie, it just felt like they were all shallow. Like shallow, hollow versions of the characters that I met in The Force Awakens. And I... I remember even thinking about things like I thought J.J. would bring that chemistry between Poe and Finn back because that was like I thought that was his directing that gave them that chemistry in the first movie. But in this movie, they have worse chemistry, I think, than even in like The Last Jedi. <laughs> like, and, and I can't lay it all on J.J. because if he had control over all three movies, maybe this would have been a more consistent trilogy. Maybe we would have had more things in The Last Jedi that – could have been built on in the rise of Skywalker, like Finn and Poe's relationship. And also, they had no- and, and also, we don't know how much of it. How granted, it was directed by J.J. Abrams, but we don't know how much of this story, the story, was from him and his idea, and how much was Disney and Kathleen Kennedy saying, no. "We need you to put this in the movie. We need you to put this in the movie." Because Last Jedi, we saw yeah. the reaction, so we don't want that. So do this. Very true. Because he came into the project very late. Because remember, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do Episode Nine. Yeah. And he wasn't supposed to be part of this franchise, period. True. I, if I'm going to lay the blame to anybody, I have one name to do it to. Kathleen Kennedy. No. Who? You get one more guess. Uh, Bob Chris I- wants to say uh, RJ. He's always like, Ryan Johnson fucking fucked this up. Not, not JJ. Bob Iger? <laughs> no. Chris Terrio. Oh. The script writer. The script writer. For Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Who wrote BBS and Justice League. How the fuck does this guy keep getting work? You said he's playing Kathleen Kennedy, she hired him. <laughs> like, Hollywood or, is fucked up. How do you... Ki- Guys, look at the fucking But pattern. then again, he wrote uh, Argo, and that won an Oscar. So He was a co-writer on that, though, wasn't he? With uh, Ben. Let me see. I think he was a co-writer. Because it's like... And if, if, that's the, if he was a sole writer, then just don't give him any genre properties. <laughs> he can't do genre. <laughs> Fantasy and sci-fi, no. You stay away. <laughs> When I found that out, I was like, of course. No, it's just him. Screenplay by Chris Terrio. Okay. Well, then clearly he just can't do genre stuff. Because every time he does something genre, whether it be superheroes, or in this case Star Wars, he fucking sucks. And I'm just like, of course I feel this way about the movie. I feel the same way about this movie that I did feel about Justice League. And I even told you this before. I feel like the best comparison for The Rise of Skywalker, at least for me, is this is the Justice League to The Last Jedi's BVS. And what I mean by that is, like we said for BVS, even though I don't agree with all the choices BVS made, there were still moments in that movie I can look at and watch, rewatch, and I can point to and say that was fucking epic. I can point to and say that was awesome. I think it was a great moment. Last Jedi is the same way. The Holdo scenes, the like Luke Skywalker stuff, the training stuff, loved it. When it gets to Justice League, I got nothing but Superman's look. Looking at the Flash. That's the only moment I enjoyed in all Justice League. <laughs> and the same thing for Rise of Skywalker. We were talking before about how uh, John Campion didn't like it. And I was like, well, I usually agree with uh, 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 Jeremy Johns. He didn't like it either. Yeah, like it either. <laughs> and it's for the same reason. I, I listened to his review before I saw the movie because he gave a non-spoiler review. He said that there was not a single moment in the Rise of Skywalker that he actually enjoyed. And I was like, that's impossible. It's a two and a half hour movie. There's not a single, no, not a lightsaber fight, not a conversation with the emperor that was awesome. Nothing impossible. 
it was possible because <laughs> I felt the exact same way. There are two, Mike, two moments that I liked in The Rise of Skywalker, and they weren't big, and they weren't epic, but they were just small, emotional character beats that I actually enjoyed. But when you get to that fucking finale, it is all fucking just just spectacle with no substance. And if you thought fucking Ray was a Mary Sue before, JJ gives a reason, but all it does is give a reason for why she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that she's overpowered as fuck. As fuck. It, oh, uh, oh. Uh. So my rating is passable. And that's just because if you're a fan, it's not a terrible movie, but it's not at all what it should have been for a conclusion to a generational fucking in the zeitgeist franchise as Star Wars. This movie, this is a huge franchise. If this was in-game's ending, I would cancel the MCU. <laughs> That's how fucking underwhelmed I was by this movie. So I'll give it a passable for the general audiences, but for me personally, poor vision. Because you fucked it up. You didn't end strong. I shouldn't get to the last moments in the Skywalker saga and go, wow, that didn't feel earned at all. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> How did you feel right. about it? <laughs> so. <coughs> My guy clear his throat. He's <laughs> not serious. So for me, there were moments in this movie that I did like. And overall, I feel like if this movie was a standalone movie, I probably would like it a lot more mm. than I did. Because how could it be a standalone movie? Though? I'm saying, I mean, if just, I don't know, like, <laughs> Rogue One was a standalone. It connected, but it was still a standalone movie. Okay. <laughs> the problem with it being standalone for this though is it carries so much of the weight from the from Last Jedi. Like it needs Last Jedi to function. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, just taking the movie. In and of itself, okay. like there were shots that I like, like the moment where Ray and, and it's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But uh, Ray and uh, Kylo Ren fighting on that uh, that abandoned ship or whatever on that uh, tidal wave or what I like that. I thought that was a nice shot scene. I guess I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that sequence. I didn't enjoy the sequence. I enjoyed how it looked. Like you like the lightsaber fight? Yeah, you did. There was no fight. <laughs> it was just swing, 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 jump, swing, swing, well, jump. I'm, well, I guess I'm saying I like the way it looked. Yeah, you you like the cinematography. Yes. The set the set piece. You know what? I I'll say this. Like the it cinematography like, for this movie was great. It looked like they brought concept art to life, right? It looked like the 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 end stuff and the those battles in the Death Star that looked like concept art. Almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like the cinematography for this movie was great. And all Star Wars movies... I disagree with that, but okay. Fuck you. <laughs> cinematography was good. It wasn't very lot Jedi. I didn't say that. I just said it was good. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. But uh, also, then when you get to... Uh, any With any Star Wars property, the, one of the best thing you're going to have is John Williams' score. Score for this movie you're right. was pretty damn good. You're right. Yes. I hesitated because it's like it, a lot of it's pulling from the old stuff. So I, I don't remember any new things. I don't remember like the old themes again. I mean. What was new? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just know it was good. 
Because he used all the old things. <laughs> and didn't use all the old things. Surprisingly, there's no duel of the fates. I thought they would do that, but. Because there was no duel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> but all right, continue. And uh, and I will say, like, honestly, based on what we have, whether you like it or not, I think the character of or Adam Driver's performance as Kylo Ren. Once this movie ended, I really like I like Adam Driver yes. and, as as Kylo Ren and Ben more, and I also think he got the most character development out of everybody. He should have been the main character. No, that's not true. Finn no, should have been, Finn, been the main character. <laughs> yeah, he should have just got more screen time. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I feel like they sh- like Kylo Ren's journey. I feel like could have been a movie in and of itself. It needed fleshing out in the Last Jedi, but they didn't do it. Like they did a little bit, but they needed more, especially since they didn't do enough in this one. Yes. Yeah. But I walked away from this movie like eh, I didn't necessarily like some of the decisions they made with his character, but I feel like he got the he ended up out of this movie with the strongest arc out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Yeah, so I did enjoy that. Yeah, and that's about it. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> good, good. Be positive. Let the hate flow. <laughs> well, no, no, no. There's another thing. That's ah. another thing. All right, all right. When uh, Palpatine shows up, there's a moment, I'm not going to spoil, but there's a moment where I'm like, that looks fuck, that kind of looks fucking terrifying. Like his, his art design, his art style. Oh, okay. So I was going to say that too. I think the way he looked was cool. Like yes. the, the, the contraption he's on, it looks almost like he's like a cyborg almost. That was cool. And not even just that, but then there's a moment where he, and then he like, I'm doing hand gestures, so I'm not saying this, but Jordan, so Jordan uh, knows. Yeah, I might agree with you. I might not. I'm not sure though. I thought the way he looked. Oh, the way he looked when he did it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not not this moment, but after that when he... Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. Like a Pokemon. Like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I, I like the way that looked. And also, there was a scene where uh, they go to a festival. And a festivus for the rest of us? <laughs> more or less. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. But yeah, when they go to a festival and the art design for that and the way the costume design, the way the alien creatures looked... I thought that was great. I, th- I was like, oh, that's a pretty shot, well shot scene. And it's a thing that you've never seen before. It's a new world that we haven't seen in Star Wars and a new new bunch of alien creatures that we haven't seen before. Man, you were reaching. Because that so scene like was that. so short. It was like, it was like, oh, shit, a festival. But it was All not. Right, we're leaving. But it still, looked, it's, <laughs> it still looked better than something like, say, Canto Bite. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You have to compare. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. So, yeah, so then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, ultimately, I feel like my review for this movie has to be more so outside of the movie itself and just everything around this movie, all the auxiliary parts. Well, you have to. To get it's... this movie made. Yeah. And this movie just felt like it had no direction. And because the trilogy had no direction. Like, once Disney and Lucasfilm bought, once Disney bought Lucasfilm from George Lucas and put Kathleen Kennedy in charge, like, these movies felt like obligation and not inspiration. Yes, agreed. To the point that every single movie had a different director. And... Dumbest plan. (laughs) You get to the point where Colin Trevorrow came out, because I mentioned he was supposed to do episode nine, he even said, oh, yeah, Palpatine wasn't going to show up in my movie. 
the, what the fuck is going on with this trilogy? Word. <laughs> like, does nobody talk to each other? Nah. Like, I don't understand how J.J. and J. Because J.J. Abrams has done interviews. He was like, oh, yeah, in my version, Palpatine was always going to show up in episode nine. I trying to make it though. seem like. But no, but if I, I think he was lying. I, I think if he had well, no, I don't think he's lying, but it's still like, okay, but you you originally weren't supposed to do the trilogy going forward. You only were supposed to do one movie. But I thought he wrote scripts for two and three. But or, it or eight and nine. doesn't matter, though, because other people are coming in. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying he had a plan. They just was like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, why did I make the plan then? <laughs> so yeah, so it's like you get J.J. Abrams doing one movie, but then Ryan Johnson, like the whole, I image, guarantee you the whole image of Luke Skywalker taking the lightsaber and throwing it over his shoulder oh, hurts. That was essentially Ryan Johnson's whole plan. He yeah. took. I, I sent it's you. I sent you a meme. Yeah, it's a metaphor of J.J. Uh, Abrams being uh, Ray handing the lightsaber over to Ryan Johnson being Luke mm-hmm. and him throwing it over his shoulder but oh, yeah. then it's the reverse Ryan Johnson is now Ray he hands the Force Awakens back to, he hands the less Jedi back to J.J. Uh, Abrams and J.J. Abrams like throw that shit over his shoulder because that's essentially what this movie was and it feels like that but yeah <laughs> like it was a retcon of a lot of the things that the last Jedi set up and actually let me backtrack the Force Awakens being the first movie in this new set of trilogies yeah, it did a lot of setup or callbacks to A New Hope, but it was still set up to this new set of trilogies, this new these new set of characters, yeah. where this universe is going to go. You kind of you kind of get to learn where this universe is, even though you really don't, because what's the state of the Republic? There is still a new there's still a new Republic, but we don't learn any of that. You thought you were going to get more of that in the next movies, you but you st- don't. I still don't know the state of the fucking galaxy. Like, no. how much of it is control, how much isn't? Because the last, the first order isn't like the Empire. They're like, <laughs> but I, it is, though. They're like, ISIS. well, <laughs> but it is, they, though. Be, they become that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's stupid. But like, the first order was set up, and then you're supposed to take that and run with it. So, but Ryan Johnson, he took the first, because you, you mentioned, oh, Ryan Johnson didn't play with the, uh, or J.J. Abrams didn't play with the cards that Ryan Johnson gave him. I feel like Ryan Johnson did the same. He didn't really play with the cards that J.J. gave him because. I agree with that. I don't think, you, I, I'm not, not blaming Ryan Johnson for fucking it up too. They both fucked things up. But that's, but that's my point. Like, yeah. both of these movies, they're supposed to be a trilogy. The yeah. first order was, the first awaken the, the first, the Force Awakens was set up, but then The Last Jedi was set up. And then you get, but then you get to this movie, it's like. You have to try to conclude it, but then also retcon thing. Like yeah. you know, what's a better comparison than baton this entire pass? trilogy was messy. It's not a baton pass; it's a tug of war. <laughs> yes, it like, is. No, this is my trilogy. This is my trilogy. <laughs> it is a tug of war, and guys, we're on the same team. Fuck you, it's my trilogy. <laughs> and somebody like Chris, he said, Yo, "I'm glad he retconned a lot of stuff from the Force, from the Last Jedi, because I hated the Last Jedi." Yada yada yada. I, uh, you can go back on the tape. I railed against The Last Jedi. Play it back. <laughs> I, yeah, play the tape. I hated The Last Jedi. Fuck The Last Jedi. I didn't like Ow. almost anything in The Last Jedi. Ow. But at the end of the day, The Last Jedi is what we got. The Last Jedi is canon. It's the movie that exists. It is there. You have to take it and and go with what, you, what, what was given. Retconning the whole movie and... You could retcon The Last Jedi if maybe you had another movie. Maybe. Oh, if you had four movies. Yeah, if you had four movies. Or five, I would say even five movies because I still would say four movies probably wouldn't even be enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Where would this trilogy... I mean, where would this franchise go if there was five movies in this franchise? I mean, in this it trilogy? took Avengers 22 movies. <laughs> 
it's too much. <laughs> is it though? Cause yeah, because if it was JJ, he had no new ideas. <laughs> Why doesn't that for him? That's why I'm not even sure if JJ had control over all three, if he'd be a better movie or not. Like, I, I would like to see it, but I also feel like there's a possibility it could have just been like all the issues of The Force Awakens magnified. Where by the time you get to the Return of the Jedi of this trilogy, you would have been like, so we just repeated everything from the original trilogy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been all the complaints of the Force Awakens multiply for both The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Well, and that wouldn't we, be good either. What do we learn in Watchmen? Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. For real. <laughs> for both good and bad. And I think that was my biggest problem with this. Because they retconned so much from The Last Jedi, they had a lot of, like, quote-unquote fan service moments that obviously fans like. And I kind of hate that term. Oh, it was fan service. Because obviously the reason you're making a property is for fans to enjoy it, for fans to like it. You want fans to gravitate to your property. Otherwise, you're not going to be out of business. You're not going to be a good producer or whatever. Yeah. But the fan service that they introduced in this movie... It's too much. Because, not even that it was too much. <laughs> because this is the last movie and you're not going to go anywhere with it, it was like, okay... That was stupid. I'm curious what you mean. Everything. <laughs> oh, okay. For me, it was like some of the fan service moments just felt a little bit too heavy-handed. Like the metal. Wait, what? Maybe you're not... Man, how are you a deeper Star Wars fan than I am? I don't know anymore. <laughs> the metal, that was a big thing. In, Wait, from what metal? The, the metal that... I don't know if I can say it. I think it's spoilers. But there was a metal from A New Hope... That wasn't given to someone. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, what metal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I was like, bro, that's too much. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> I was like, what was the, what's the point of that? Fan service. But like, stuff like that is too much. Like, that's... Yeah, that is too much. But I'm talking handed. about just other things that they do later on. Okay, we'll I'm, get into it. But I'm like, you introduced this now? The trilogy's over. Like... Oh, wait, I think I know what you mean now. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and there are no hints. I mean, no. yeah, you can make it. You can make an argument that, yeah, there were hints. But no, we had a whole movie where there were no hints. Fuck the no hints. The theme of the second movie is the, a contradiction to this third movie. Yeah, you're, no, you're not part of this story. You're, you're nobody. That was the but point. now all of a sudden, you are. Oh, by the way, you are. And actually, you're the most important. And actually, you're so important that every other of us wants to help you for some reason. <laughs> I don't, it was just... And we all knew it. All and along. we all knew it, yeah. And it's like, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> bullshit. Like, I don't believe none of this. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like because of what happened with J.J. With, with Abrams and all, like, part of me feels like no matter what, this movie was an almost impossible task. Because you have probably Disney... I don't... I mean, yeah, you're right. It could have been a lot of interference and stuff. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know how much Disney was in J.J. Abrams' ear or not. Yeah. Compared... Cause based on the backlash to The Last Jedi. But at the same time, I still just feel like... I don't like, think it's impossible. I think we could sit here and spitball a better movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> but again, but, but my whole point is the reason I say impossible task is I don't know... What, what Disney was saying. Yeah, what Disney was saying. Maybe J.J. Abrams had a different idea and Disney was like, no, don't do that. Well, obviously the Palpatine thing wasn't them. No, Palpatine was not. Yeah, Palpatine yeah. was him. 
Yeah. But I'm just talking about all the, like other stuff. Yeah. Like certain lines. I was just like, like I literally, I didn't burst, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, and I, I, oh, I, oh, actually, oh, 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 actually, oh, no, it, I it can the, say that. Wait, I can say this because it was in the trailer. When Luke says, oh, yeah, I know you're going to say it. It is a Jedi's destiny to face fear. What the fuck? Who was that? That I can't even talk. That wasn't you last movie. Yeah, that wasn't you in the last movie. Like, what the fuck? Oh, funny side note about Luke too. Did you feel like he it was like a like a like a, a botanical hair commercial with his like hair flowing in the wind as a Force ghost? Yeah, I was like, how does wind work? I, I was distracted after, by that. I was like, afterlife. Your hair is so long and it's flowing in the wind that isn't happening right now. <laughs> that was yeah. just funny to me. Natural, is it? Does he got the urge? Maybe it's or was it? It's Skywalker. And part of me, like, it's hard for me to talk around this movie without like getting because you can't really mention anything. No, it spoilers the movie. You yeah, have to talk spoilers. I can't mention anything, so I'm like, I'm trying to be super vague. But overall, I would say the movie was a passable. I didn't walk away hating this movie. Oh my it's god, not, we agreed. Yes, <laughs> I didn't walk away hating this movie. I think you probably hated it more than I did, which is why I'm like, I was surprised so you, that you gave it a passable. Well, that was for being fair. <laughs> but I typically, I think I usually get poor it's, visions. It's, it's definitely not on my lowest. I'll still, yeah, Attack of the Clones is definitely on the bottom of... Yeah, it's the, not the worst Star Wars movie for sure. I, I saw somebody say that. I was like, mm. No, it's not the worst. Because, like, as a movie, I think it's even better than, like, uh, Phantom Menace. Like, overall. Yes. Yeah, I just I just think there's moments that are stronger in in Phantom Menace, but overall the movie fucking sucked. <laughs> and, and funny enough, like you talked about your uh, movie experience, like your movie theater was packed. Mine wasn't, and which was interesting because when I like, I think I mentioned this off the podcast, when I bought the tickets, it was sold out. Yeah. Every seat was taken. I got like literally the last seat, but when I showed up and I thought, oh, maybe people are just running late. No, there were a bunch of empty seats when I got to the theater. And it wasn't as packed as what I thought. And I think part of that probably has to do with the reaction. The, you think so? The, the bad reviews? Yes. The critic scores? Because the audience scores are still high. They're like 80% or but, something like that. Because I'm like, what else would explain? It was sold out. And this was New York. Yeah. It was sold out. Then I get to the theater. I don't know. It's kind of empty. Yeah, that's the only thing I could explain it. And, and it's not like people showed up as the movie was going. Like, no. There were like two empty seats next to me. There was a bunch of empty seats in the back. I was like... Still, they paid for it. Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> unless they canceled, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, the reaction, fuck this movie. Wow. And this is day one? This is day one. This is Thursday night. What kind of day one fans are those? <laughs> <laughs> They're so easily swayed. Yeah, Thursday at six. <laughs> okay. And nobody clapped. Oh, nobody clapped. At the end of the movie. Oh. I heard some people were like, okay. <laughs> so... Like Saitama. <laughs> okay. It's just like fucking explosions happening. Yeah, like, and honestly, just just like with Chris, I, I do see people loving this movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And part of me could probably understand why. I can't. Ish, maybe. I, I, can't. I can only give you the pass if you're a really if you're, hardcore if you're, if, fan. I was going to say, because maybe you're very big on nostalgia. You like the fact that they repeated all the same tropes all over again. Yeah. And you thought that was a satisfying ending. Like, Chris. oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, it's you. <laughs> yeah. So... That's why I'm like, maybe I can understand from that aspect. Because again, I, what I say, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah. So I can understand from that aspect why you might walk away loving this movie. But if you think about the plot for five minutes, there's so many plot holes, inconsistencies. There's just so many. Yes. Contrivances. Like, I, that's what, 
And I was trying to, and, tell, I was trying to tell Chris and, this. And, and fan service, for the sake of fan service, that have no real bearing on the plot. Yeah, and for me, things like that hurt the movie more than help it. Like, yes. when I'm rolling my eyes at fan service, that, I, I like the movie less for that, because I feel like they're trying to placate the audience. You know, trying to, like, just, like a dog, or jingling keys over here, because you don't want to look at, like, the mess of a story you've made. And on top, and on top of that, like, this movie... There isn't really that much story. Like this movie, there isn't. It's just a fetch quest. It feels like a. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It feels like a video game. Yeah. You have to go to this person to catch, get this location, but then you go to that person. It's like, oh, actually, you got to go here to get this. Or yeah, and you got this, but now you need to do this so you can translate the message so you can find this. Yeah. And then when you think about, and then again, take that, but now think about the actual details of the plot. That dagger makes no fucking sense. Well, spoilers. No, no, I'm just saying, oh. I, no one knows out of context. I'm just saying, like, for you, right? Yeah. That it, think about it for five minutes. Why would that dagger even exist? And not even. Who was that for? Not, a, not, a, not, only, <laughs> not only that, though, there were a lot of conveniences in this movie. No, no, no. The we force. Just, the force. Okay. I know, but I hate. That's why magic, even if it's. Like people, oh, it's space magic. It doesn't have to make sense. Yes, it does. Like, if you just write off every like thing doesn't make sense as oh it's because it's magic then that's a that's sloppy writing but even then like magic has rules the there best certain, magic th- has yeah, rules yeah there are things with magic like for example say like a Harry Potter thing you can't just bring somebody back from the dead arbitrarily yeah but if it was Ray she's probably good <laughs> yeah probably could <laughs> so you want to get into and there, there is one connection to the Mandalorian and I don't know if it's a good connection uh I might know what you're talking about. I also heard, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely they had to plan that, right? There's no way they to, had to plan that because yeah. that was the what, it happening in the Mandalorian was the first time we see it seen at least in the movies. You've seen that happen in like EU and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but in terms of the movies, that's the first time we've seen that happen. Yeah, and it's a big plot device in this. Yeah, yeah. And part this? of me was like, where the fuck did she learn? But I'm like, uh, she does have the. Oh no, shut the fuck up about this goddamn force and then you want Leia? Well no. <laughs> well no, I was talking about the books. Oh, the, the, the old books? tomes, the original Jedi texts. Oh. So reading the book gave her the ability to do that. I mean it did for it worked for uh K- Katara. Okay. And the Avatar and when she got the scroll, the water bending scroll. <laughs> There's a lot of weird Avatar comparisons in this movie. I feel like JJ watched the the Legend of Korra or uh, Last Airbender first. Yeah, that's what I was like. If it works for Katara, and I like Katara, so. <laughs> mm. All right, you want to get into spoilers? So we're both passable. Yes. I'm really poor vision, but let's say I'm passable. <laughs> and let's start. You're, you're passably poor. Yeah, I'm passably poor because <laughs> let's let's start with the fucking inconsistencies, the things that break the plot that they try to retcon into this movie. How the fuck was Leia? Not only on par with Luke, but in that little training flashback we got, she beat him. So technically, from what we've seen, she's almost a better Jedi than Luke. <laughs> the entire premise of The Force Awakens in the fucking crawl. We have to find the Luke. last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, but wait, Leia but, is actually Jedi too. <laughs> but, no, but no, she's not a Jedi. She quit. She's she exact. Because she had a vision. She can use the Force. She's got a lightsaber. <laughs> she's a Jedi. Why is Snoke looking for Luke when clearly Leia is as equal of a Jedi as she as he was? Well, we seen her, and I get it. Look, I get it. I was gonna say Ryan Johnson had her. Ryan, I get it. He made her a god. I get it. <laughs> what the fuck? I get it. I'm not giving Ryan Johnson a pass. That was stu- that's one of the things I didn't like about the Last Jedi. And I get JJ had to play that ball where it laid. He was like, "Well, if she could do that. 
she must have been a Jedi, right? Otherwise, that like, shit makes no sense. I always thought that was just like a, a forced reaction. Like, she didn't know she could do that, but she just did it subconsciously. But no, apparently she had Jedi training with Luke to the point where she was besting with the lightsaber. But which, I don't have a, which I don't have a problem with. I have a problem with it because they didn't establish That's it That's what I was just about this. to say. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is it was never established. It was never talked about. There was, and, even in The Force Awakens, it was... But, but The Force Awakens, I was saying, that only wasn't established too, though. It breaks the plot of The Force Awakens. Because the whole point was he was the last Jedi. But now all of a sudden, no, Leia was basically a Jedi too. So I was like, what? I also didn't like, and I've seen people, and I've tried to not because even in the, even even in the EU, Leia does eventually train, which makes sense to be a Jedi, it and she's makes- actually she becomes more powerful than even Luke. I'm okay with that because no, it makes- strong women. Yeah, no, I don't oh, like it. Oh, who's strong women? <laughs> no, I'm okay with that because it it just makes sense. Like after you beat the Emperor and you're sorry in New Jedi Order. Why wouldn't you train your Force-sensitive sister right away? Like, it makes sense. But you, that wasn't your plan in the first movie. And it's obvious. And more so than being obvious, it just logically breaks that movie's plot. So that's what I'm saying. It's sloppy storytelling. And there's stuff like that all throughout The Rise of Skywalker. And for someone like Chris, I feel like he can turn his brain off for that. And not to say like he's dumb or something. But I'm just saying, as a fan, he can overlook those things because he just wants to have fun with the final like you know installment of the saga. But for someone like me, who... I, I predominantly watch movies for the story. So if the story is clearly sloppy. Yeah, even video game like even if the gameplay itself is not that good, if the story is great, I'm all in for that game. Yeah. Like fa- like Fahrenheit. That what was it? I love that game. I love it. And it Fahrenheit, was just yeah. all it was is like fucking uh what's that what's that game? Uh, with the Simon. lights, yeah, Simon. Simon. <laughs> like the gameplay, all it was was Simon. So I hit this button at the same time. Yep. But the like, it was so a play mo- movie. So for most people, they'd be like, "This is trash." But the story was fucking phenomenal. So I was all in for that. So yeah. I'm all about story. So yeah, it's like stuff like that. When the story doesn't make sense or there are glaring issues, I'm automatically just tuned out. It pulls you out. It's yeah. it's it. it, it you know what the reason is? It's because movies are, if and nothing I think else... Of, and I think part of that also has to do with being an aspiring righteous. Yeah, I th- yeah, probably, yeah. But I just feel like movies, first and foremost, are escapism. You're supposed to get... You suspend your disbelief to, 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 to immerse yourself in whatever world the movie's creating. But if a movie has those glaring plot holes and issues that just smack you in the face, it does pull you out of the experience. So when they get to emotional beats that weren't properly set up, it's just like... Okay. And you know what else I don't like? I don't like directors not owning up their own fucking mistakes. Because there's a... Here's another fucking drop pop plot line that J.J. introduces in The Rise of Skywalker. The whole movie, my man Finn, clearly trying to tell Ray, Ray, I love you. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wa- You don't think he was? No. Okay, we're about to, we're about to fight right now. Because <laughs> he, he tries to tell her before they die in quicksand. Then... Poe asked him about it right after. The only reason I say that is because I read J.J. Abrams. Yes, J.J. came out and said that someone asked him in a Q&A, like, oh, what was Finn trying to tell Ray? Because everyone assumed he was trying to tell her he loved her. But it, because of the fucking movie, and now we're, in spo- we're in spoilers, guys, so we're spoiling the whole movie. It's teased several times about the Rise of Skywalker that he's trying to tell her something. So much so that he won't even tell Poe what the thing is. Which doesn't be, make any sense. We're not about to be, they're, they're about to be executed. They're supposed to be best friends. Yeah. He's about to be executed and he still won't tell Poe what he was going to tell Ray. Come to the end of the movie. And, the and, then, and then he doesn't even tell Ray because Ray asked him like, what were you going to tell me? Oh, no, never mind. I'll tell you later. Well, yeah. He said, I'll tell you later. But he doesn't. So that's the drop plot line because it never comes to a point where he actually does Which tell her Which is stupid because like... So stupid. 
It's it's bad storytelling. Yeah, why bring up something that you're not again check off's gun? If you, if the gun is there, it has to come back. That's the only reason to set it up. That's the only reason to set it up. You yeah. set you set up the gun, Ray. I have to tell you something, only for it not to have any inclination. Like yeah, it you came can make several times. You, you can make an argument. Well, they did hint at it, but no, hinting is not telling. Especially since this is the last movie. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the last movie. There's no spinoffs. This is it. <laughs> so get it all in the fucking field now. Which is my point of saying they should have had him maybe get break away from the idea. Going back to uh, the other guy's point, I can't remember the emailer. Break away from this idea of trilogy. This should have. They should have made another movie, especially when you. Brought J, you brought J.J. Abrams in to retcon The Last Jedi, have another movie to be like, hey, look, guys, we decided, you know, Star Wars trilogy, maybe we figured it out. We can't really tell the story in three movies, so we decided to do another movie. Yeah. But the clear insinuation was, I love you, Ray. That's just been his thing since the first fucking movie. We've all, even in the second movie, what's Finn do, doing the entire film? Basically trying to get to Ray because <laughs> he loves Ray. So then JJ comes out in this Q&A and is like, they were like, huh, so what was Finn trying to tell uh, Ray? He's like, he was trying to tell her he's force sensitive. That makes no fucking, he's about to die. And his last words to Ray are, Ray, I'm force sensitive. <laughs> like, why? And then when she asked him right after, he's like, I'll tell you later. It's, it's private. Why would it be pro- that's a yeah, bold why does he face. Want, why does he why wouldn't he want Poe to know he has the force? Even in on on the deathbed, when they're about to be executed by stormtroopers later, he still won't tell them. Because it obviously he was gonna tell Ray he loved her. But because they had again spoilers, Ray and Kylo Ren kiss at the end, and that's the moment I was talking about when I was like, No, please don't, don't, don't! Oh <laughs> the whole theater was like, ah I think I was like, no, no, no. We're talking about fan service. A lot of people were saying they wanted Ray and Kylo together by first Force Force Awakens, and, and even Ryan Johnson kind of pushed that a little bit in the Last Jedi. But at the same time, you're you're pushing this narrative of a strong female character don't need no man. But then she makes out with the villain who killed the, her only father figure, and technically killed uh, the the dude she takes her name from, Luke Skywalker. But he's she's like, nah, I see good on you because I like your pecs. Well, I mean, she said. I wanted to take your hand, but I wanted to take Ben's hand, not Kylo Ren. I don't buy it. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that there was any actual romantic chemistry between them. I would respect... How many times do we respect movies more when they don't take that obvious trope of, oh, they're main characters, so they have to kiss? Like, it's... It's it's lazy. It's just fan service. Like, there was no reason to have them kiss. It didn't make either character stronger. It didn't resolve or, or come into anything afterwards because he dies right after, spoilers. And... and it, and it, it, it takes away from Finn because obviously he was trying to tell this girl he loved her. And she's like, nah, friend zone. Ben Solo. Like, racism. <laughs> I felt so fun. I'm like, oh, Finn, it's racist. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, if Ray or Finn would have got together, and this. I didn't want that me, either. I was going to say, I, I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that either. But if it comes between those two choices, I would have rather Finn be with Ray. And then. If I could have neither, like if, if you want to make Ray so strong that she wasn't with Kylo, she wasn't with Finn, she was her own chick, that's fine too. Let Finn and Poe get together. I'm I'm more on board with Storm Pilot now than I've ever been because it's like you wasted both of those characters. They did nothing. Even in this movie, they try and give Poe like a backstory. Yeah, I was like, it was so weak. Yeah. Again, you're introducing this in the last movie. <laughs> By the way, he's a Spice Runner, and this is a Power Ranger girl that he. Had a thing for that he had a thing for that he still does, I guess, because he says, Hey, you want to make out? And it's like, First of all, who is she? Why should I care? Also, they do a thing where he doesn't get her, 
So why did he give Ray Kylo? Because <laughs> she remember the end where he looks at her like, huh? Huh? Make out? Because like, we won? No. She's like, no. That was a better moment than Ky- Kylo and Ray kissing and then him going, bleh. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Storm pilot. I'm for it. Because even Finn. Well, no. People, you talk about the backlash that Rose got when she showed up in The Last Jedi. There would have been a fucking field day if, if Poe and Finn actually got together. Oh, because, yeah. All right, I can see that. Trolls. Yeah. Even though I still I say fuck the trolls, like, who cares? I would say fuck the trolls, too. Because you're not making it for them. Yeah. But, because I've, I've even seen comments, like, because uh, J.J., I'm not J.J. Abrams. Oscar Isaacs was, I see, keep putting the S at the end of his name. Isaacs. <laughs> Oscar Isaac keeps saying, like, yeah, I was pushing hard for Poe and Finn to be in a relationship. I thought that was the obvious choice, but. It was. And, I, and even in The Force Awakens, I was playing romance. I could see that. Like it, I was, it, it, I was playing, it, it, it I was, went. I was playing an attraction to Finn, but Disney and Lucasfilm decided they would. I guess he was like, for whatever reason, they were too scared and didn't go that route, and they did other. That things. moment when he gives Finn his jacket, yeah, I could see it. He I could said, see the attraction. Yeah, he, he was like, saying, I was playing. He bit his lip. Yeah, like, I was playing romance it. in that moment. I I felt it, but yeah, they decided not to go. And it's like. I'm not saying and you I think had maybe, to do that. And I think maybe because of that, because people were wanting it so bad, that's why they kept finding reasons to not have them. They gave fans everything else they wanted in The Rise of Skywalker down uh, to the man, fucking chewing gang of metal. Well, <laughs> you, can't, you can't be gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a list of fan service things that people wanted, and it got to the, like, the, the storm pot and was like, nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> cross that out. <laughs> and to the but chewing gang of metal. Yeah. Put, put that in. Circle. Double circle. <laughs> to, to the point where I was saying, going back to like fans overreact, because like I've seen... There was an there's an interview that just came out. IGN was interviewing him, asking him about that, and I looked at the comments. Never look at the comments, mm-hmm. but I, one person says that kind of quote, and I remember this off the top of my head. I don't even have to look. That kind of crap doesn't belong in Star Wars, or what is this going to be? Brokeback Space Mountain, or fuck those people. Those are the same people that were racist against Rose. Those are the same people that said there couldn't be a black stormtrooper. Those are the same people that said that Rey just being a woman was a fucking slight against, like she was a Mary Sue before she was a Mary Sue. Because she wasn't a Mary Sue in Force Awakens. I still stand by that. Or even somebody on my Facebook because I posted that article of, of uh, Oscar Isaac. I keep putting the S on his name. <laughs> Oscar Isaac putting us uh, talking about uh, him wanting the Finn Poe relationship. And he was like, uh, why does that have, why do you, why does everything have to be so woke? Wait, who said that? Somebody on my Facebook. Oh, I thought you said JJ said that. I was like, no, what? No. Oh. Why does everything have to be so woke? I'm like, fuck those people. I don't give a fuck about them. Including <laughs> gay characters in a sci-fi fantasy property is woke? How? Because they exist? Oh, I saw you make a post saying that like just having gay characters in the fantasy sci-fi genre, it's like an agenda. Yeah, so that, that was the next thing he said. He was like, because it's pushing an agenda. People don't know what that word means anymore. Yeah, I was like, it's what? It's the internet. They just took it and ran with it. But it's like with me, Unworthy. People say I push an agenda in Unworthy because the two characters are lesbians. But there's no agenda. They're just lesbians. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like agendas being pushed either when they're heavy-handed. But if they're just gay, there's no agenda there. <laughs> they're just, they just are. And to me, I, and uh, according to Chris, it's my bias. I was like, no. It's not my bias. I know where the good story lies because I could use an example. <clears throat> Dragon Age, the very first Dragon Age game, you have the option of making your character gay. Okay. But there is a storyline where there's a character named Morgan and she's like... I know her. Yeah, Big she's... Big boobs. 
That's why I know her. That's the only reason I know her. But she's a character that doesn't trust anybody. She she's all about getting her getting uh whatever she she signed on to to accomplish a mission, and she has her own uh agenda. Picking up talking about agendas, but I felt like it would be a better story to break her down and romance her. So I went with that option. I always go for the better story. I, just because, oh, I can make this character gay. I was like, ah, eh, that's not the story isn't as good yeah. if I have if I do the gay romance. Yeah. It, the story is much better if I romance Morgan as opposed to yeah. like character development thing. Character development. Yeah. So it's not because just because it's not because, oh, I happen to be gay. So yeah. So I mean, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I do want to see yeah, I do want to see gay characters, yeah, but yeah. the story is better if Finn and Poe were in a relationship. Yes, it would. It would have given them something to do. It would have given the the, the trilogy a, a romance because this trilogy didn't have a romance. Like no. they all have had romances before this trilogy. It was yes. just the rhyme. There's your rhyme. It would have enriched both their characters. It would have given them both some different dimensions to them because the bone they throw us in the Rise of Skywalker, the bone JJ throws us with, oh yeah, Poe was a spice runner and here's his Power Rangers girlfriend and oh, Finn, remember how he was a stormtrooper and he defected? Guess what? There was a whole bunch of stormtroopers that did the same thing. Isn't that crazy? Wow, what do you do with that story? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, so I was like, what the fuck? Oh, and by the way, he might be sensitive to the Force. Really? I had that impression Force Awakens but then Ryan Johnson did nothing with it. So that's why it feels so like who cares in the Rise of Skywalker because there was no like through line in the second movie. Exactly, like how epic. And I saw that meme that you posted on your stories. Like how epic would it have been if this this uh, trilogy was building up to a Ray and Finn team up yes. to take out the Emperor, or yes. even even have Kylo Ren show up. A trilogy. Yes. A trilogy. Cause, cause, Again, cause you're ending. It's a trilogy. Half the three of them hey, come together. Hey, hey, Chris, anybody could be a anybody could be a hero. Yes. Ray, Finn, and Paul. Ray. Finn and Kylo, while Ben, teaming together to take out Snoke. Yes! Hey, Chris, there's your better movie. <laughs> like, Because his whole thing was, oh, if you come up with a better movie, then this is the best alternative that Star Wars could have possibly given us. I'm like, no, you are like Dr. Manhattan and you lack imagination. <laughs> because there's definitely a better movie in The Rise of Skywalker than what J.J. gave us. And you just hit the nail on the head right there. Or if not Snoke, okay, let's say you're going to introduce Palpatine. Okay, the three of them come I, together take out Palpatine. I think JJ's original idea was for Snoke to be Palpatine. Like he was going to yeah, be I like a clone or a reincarnation of Palpatine. And then he was going to transfer. I think I think the, the notes he hit in The Rise of Skywalker is stuff he wanted to do from the beginning. Transfer my essence into a clone. Yeah. Into Ray and all that shit. So Her that, being a Palpatine. Yeah. Spoilers. She's a Palpatine, you guys. Oh, that's why she's so powerful. But all that stuff makes sense. That's, that's the biggest line that I was like, fuck you. Where uh, you're a Palpatine? Kylo, no, not you're a Palpatine. When Kylo Ren says, like, I kind of remember this line ver fucking Oh, the Obi-Wan twist? What? A, uh, I wasn't lying to you from a certain point of view kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, that was like so fucking stupid. Yeah, I've never lied to you. Your parents were nobody because they chose to be. What the fuck is that? By the way, though, uh, your grandfather was the strongest yeah. emperor ever. <laughs> the strongest Dark Side user ever. <laughs> Because they chose to be nobody. They were still fucking somebody. Oh, your your parents were Palpatine. Like, and that just raises so many other questions. What the fuck was that? When was Palpatine fucking? Was he Chancellor Palpatine when he was fucking? Or was he gross post-Mace Windu disfigured I mean, fucking? It's, it's shown in real life. If you got power, anybody... Uh, and why did... You're automatically sexy to everybody. And why did his son run away? There's just so little information about them, even though... Like, give, here's the problem. J.J. was like, no, Ryan Johnson, I had a plan. It was going to be... She was going to be a Palpatine. It was going to be the dark side 
going the light side goes to the dark side and the dark side goes to the light side and there's just like this cool poetry to it but then it's like bro giving us more answers actually hurts the story more than helps it because like i said before it goes against the whole theme of the last jedi was herping nobody kind of disappointing somewhat but at the end of the day it opened up a whole new avenue of hey man this girl even though she doesn't have his legacy name to her, she's still somebody. And the last note that I leaves you with is that little kid with the broom handle implying yeah. that it doesn't matter where you're from, it only matters what you do. And like that, when, you, when you get the Rise of Skywalker, the, the lesson is, no, actually, it's important that you have a name attached. Otherwise, what's the point? Spat on me. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but it's important you have a name attached. Otherwise... Yeah, you're not you're nobody. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're nobody. Like, you completely retconned what the whole point of the last movie was. <laughs> and I wouldn't have a problem with that if the last movie didn't say legacy doesn't matter. Because I'm, you know, what did I say before? Oh yeah, these movies are supposed to be about the Skywalkers. Yeah, like the, it the, could still be the, about Skywalkers. The, tri- the trilogies, all about the Skywalker, the legacy, the legacy, yeah. the le- the legacy. But for the last movie to say no, anybody can be a hero. You don't have a part of this story, but look, you're a part of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, anybody could be a hero. And the shoehorn in Con, that Con, revelation. Again, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Anybody could wear the mask. Yeah. But the shoehorn, that Palpatine revelation, that 180 in the third movie, it just fell flat. Like, I didn't feel... Find that out. Like, yeah, if Ray like, was oh, a, yeah, shit. if Ray was a Palpatine, it should have been established in every single movie. You can make the argument... Oh. I, I guarantee the reveal was supposed to be in the second movie, just like with Empire Strikes Back. There's probably going to be a line where Snoke was like, I am your father. Like, you know what I mean? I can guarantee that's what J.J. wanted to do. But Ryan Johnson didn't do that. But rather than, again, playing the ball where it laid, he was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm sticking with my original plan. And all I did was hurt the whole trilogy. But then even still, it makes me go, even if J.J. didn't do this movie, Colin, and Colin Chabral did, it makes me wonder, like, what the fuck was Colin Chabral's movie? Because, again, like, like I said, in Colin Chabral's movie, there was no Palpatine. I thought this movie was going to... Before the Palpatine reveal in the trailers, I thought this movie was going to be Kylo Ren becoming the new Emperor and actually becoming the threat to the galaxy like like the Emperor was in the Return of the Jedi. And it being Rey building back up the Resistance and, you know, attacking the First Order head-on. But now, you know, possibly with uh, weakened morale after The Last Jedi and everybody being abandoned on crate or whatever... But it could have been. It could have done that. It could have been different. It didn't have to fall back on the same tropes of, oh, I'm the apprentice and this is my master. Oh, you have a new master, Kylo Ren? No, I'm. He's not my master, even though I'm taking all of my orders from him. Like, what are you talking about? He is your master. <laughs> and they made Hux into a bitch. Well, they did that in Last Jedi. Well, yeah. They, what they did in this movie I, was JJ trying to fix it. He was like, wow, he's really. But even bitch. then, did he really fix it? Because you killed him instantly. No, it, that was stupid too. They're like, oh, he's a he's a traitor. I'm the spy. I, I fucking obviously. I already knew. Oh, there's a yeah, spy and a clearly. It's clearly as Hux. Yeah. Even though again, that's a retcon too, because like he was given the most impassioned Nazi space Nazi speech in the Force Awakens. But he didn't like the way Kylo Ren treated him. He didn't like Kylo Ren. So he was only a spy because he didn't like Kylo Ren. Yeah, because he said, "I don't care if you win. I just want him to lose." How does that make like that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, because you know if you lose, if he loses, you, you lose. all lose. Yeah. What? <laughs> but it was. Still- I knew it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, Poe. You didn't know. <laughs> but it was. It was stupid. It was very stupid. And then for the, you to kill him off like that, it was like, okay, then what was the point? The point was to make that new general like a badass, which he was. If he was general from the beginning, I think he would have been a better villain than Hux was. 
but he wasn't. But he wasn't. Yeah. Instead, we had these two impetulant children, Ren, uh, Kylo Ren and, and Hux, just constantly bickering at each other. Like little, like they, were, they were like kids, constantly like, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> Not, that was more so in The Last Jedi. In this movie, they didn't really have much interaction. Yeah, I know. Aside from, saying. you got your helmet back or something. Hux, I sense you don't like my helmet. Yeah, joke. Which is all he's good for is jokes. Even the remaking the... Yeah, remaking look, the helmet. Tell, Let the past die. Look, we're both cosplayers. And Crystal was a cosplayer too. And she pointed this out. And I was like, I feel the same way. Kylo Ren's helmet... Did it look like those red marks were just lines on it? Like, it looked like someone just painted red on his Kylo Ren helmet. Well, Not yeah, that they, didn't, they didn't look like they were like... Cracks. Yeah. They just looked like painted on lines. Yeah, they just looked like painted on lines. Why? <laughs> Where's their budget? I don't... Because it's, the, it's, it's the, uh, the future. What? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have cracks in the future. It's just... But then why have lines? Because you need to show that he put it back together. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> The, so the red signifies the evil of the Sith. It's so stupid. Why not make him cracks? But if, but my, from a story perspective, why put the helmet back together? Because it looks cool for toys. Oh, you mean oh, story? Oh, 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 sorry. Speaking of looking good for toys, what the fuck was going on with the Knights of Ren? Oh, they had no lines. They had no, there was nothing to them. They were just there. They talked about the Knights of Ren and The Force Awakens. Like they were badasses. Never introduced them in any of these movies, only for them to show up in this. And stand around. And not not only not have a conversation with Kylo Ren. <laughs> so stupid. You don't get to learn anything about their character. Are these nope. the students that maybe Luke trained that no, turned he, to the dark side? They aren't. He killed all the students. Well, they, They've gone out and... Not, I don't remember where I heard it, but they said that not, they don't have... I saw, I've seen... Uh, like they're doing a comic, a backstory of Kylo Ren. It's like, no, he didn't kill all the students. They're they're still alive. What? Some of them are still alive. Then what the fuck was Luke doing? Exactly. Oh my god, these fucking retcons, man! <laughs> these fucking make things worse. Because <laughs> uh, the, the, they're supposedly aren't force users. But come on, man, you didn't gain anything for personality when that one guy with the big butcher sword put it on his shoulder. Remember he did that? He put it he, on his shoulder? He looked like the fucking uh, cool. rock guy from uh, Infinity War. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Oh, that whole thing was so dumb. Like, they they were literally just cannon fodder for Kylo Ren to defeat at the no, end. No, you talk about sell toys. They were there to sell toys. New merch. Which, I guess, I, I guess I'm part of the problem. I'm like, they did look kind of bad. I would, I would buy the toys. <laughs> so it's Phasma all over again. Even worse. I think they're worse than Phasma. At least Phasma buy, spoke. Phasma spoke, but I'm like, but I didn't buy Phasma, though. I think they look better than Phasma. <laughs> Sexist. <laughs> I mean, if you want to stay on the merch thing... What about that pointless edition of that little droid? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, the droid. What are you talking I was about? about? I thought you, I was about to curl. We was about to fight. Oh, why? I thought you were about to talk about Baba Freak. Oh, no, like, he was I'm, cute. I like Baba Freak. He was cute. <laughs> he was cute. No, I'm talking about the I'm little... not as brainwashed because a lot of people are like, oh, they're replacing Baby Yoda with Baba Freak. No, I'm still all about Baby Yoda. Hell, no. But I like Baba Freak. No, he was cute. But yeah, no, the droid was, what was the point of that? It was, again, it's a plot contrivance because he ultimately had the way for them to get to the Emperor. But it was just like, all it was was BB-8 again, but with less personality, even though he spoke. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh-huh, I miss her. Cute. I miss, I'm like, you spoke to her once, and you said, no, thank you. How do you miss her? <laughs> like, I just, the, it was so Chris Terrio. That's what he does. He just, he had people say shit, and it just sounds good for trailers, but it doesn't actually mean anything. You didn't miss her. You didn't know her, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad with this movie. <laughs> Um, 
What was I about to say? But yeah, going back to uh, because I was I was more I wanted to say about the Knights of Ren. Like, how great would it have been considering Kylo Ren's eventual journey back to being Ben? If we've seen more from the Knights of Ren and had conversations with them, seen their camaraderie, seen them be friends as part of the dark side, yeah. only to get to this moment and where they make it seem like it's a heavy moment. It wasn't. And, well, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> to, where he betrays them and has to fight them and has to kill them. You were supposed to feel something in that moment. You don't feel shit. Bro, the, the, the stormtrooper that Finn fought had more personality than the entire group. Traitor! Like, he was a better one-off character than the Knights of Ren. <laughs> That's not okay. And even getting to that, like, yeah, Finn was wasted in this entire trilogy. Like, he is arguably, not arguably, he is, mm, I'll say arguably, because I still like Kylo Ren. But as a good guy, he has the most interesting arc. He, Yeah, he's the most interesting character in this whole movie. Yeah. A stormtrooper. That was indoctrinated for he was there. He he said he was there since like birth. Yeah, they all were. Or not maybe not birth, but they were kids. They, they were, were kids. kids. Yeah. And, Dr. and they, apparently it's they all, were all they it's were all, all brainwashed. Black Why is that? <laughs> I don't know if they were all. Oh, I've always seen she, two. Yeah, she's, she was the only one that, that got lines. Cause yeah. it's like, oh yes, a lot of us. I was like, kind of Are gonna, they enslaving black people? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm not gonna have a problem, but I was like, it's kind of weird that they're both black. Not that I have a problem with obviously <laughs> black women being in Star Wars, but the fact that they were both yeah the same story. Oh yeah, I broke out too. Yeah, wow. So like, the force is freeing slaves. Yeah, so I, mean, I was <laughs> like, is this a slavery allegory? I almost feel like it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but going to what I was saying, like based on what we see until you got to this movie, he was the only one out of the thousands or millions of stormtroopers that were in the first order. He was the one that broke out of it. How? That's why a lot of oh people say, God. that's why a lot of people are saying, is he force sensitive? Maybe that's how he was able to break out of the, uh, uh, the brainwashing, yep. which they kind of allude to. Oh yeah, I had a feeling. So yeah, they do reveal he is force sensitive, but the fact that they didn't go into any of that and the fact that he was in the first order and didn't really have any, con like, again, I talk about all the time, no connection or no uh, hesitation in killing people that you grew up with. The only people that you ever known in your life. Yeah. Even killing Phasma. Like having a relationship between Phasma. Having her be your mother figure yeah. that now you're killing. Like that. that's great story. Like that's and tragic. It all just flows over the sto uh, this story because they don't go into it any of it. Yeah, even having Phasma have some type of regret that she has to kill you because you were my favorite or something. Yeah. Like you just wrote a better movie again. But I feel like this entire storyline for Finn should have been in the second movie because then you could have established maybe he even saves the others that the what's her name the black chicken is I don't remember Yana Yana yeah maybe he saves Yana's group in the second movie instead of doing that candle bite shit maybe that's his his secondary storyline he 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 wins some search troopers over to their side and that's when you also find out that he is force sensitive and that's where you also yeah, find out that, that he that, can't that be could have, that could have been and then in the third that movie been he's a Jedi with Rey uh, and they fight Kylo Ren together that's what I was gonna say that could have been canceled by instead of him going off to go find his random fucking whatever with Rose he's gonna say you know what I broke out of the of the brainwashing maybe I can get other Others. people to break out too yes. so I'm gonna sneak into the Force Awakens yes. ship with Poe none yeah. of that rebellion bullshit with Holdo fuck all that that whole storyline 
still have that cool moment with Holdo, but I'm just saying, fuck that storyline. And have Poe go with them, and that's, that's where you get all of their friendship building, and that all dovetail into the Rise of Skywalker, so you care more about both of those characters. And then, and then Finn gives an impassioned speech to some of the stormtroopers, and then they decide to take over, and that's when Poe's looking at him like, his Dr. Manhattan moment, this is the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yes, yes. And so they're already a couple going in the Rise of Skywalker, and honestly... Having, or having, not, not a, not, well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they're not a couple yet, but they're kind of talking. Yeah, it's like the. But then in 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 the in, <laughs> in the last Jedi, that's when he, when he has this impassioned speech. He's like, "I'm gonna suck his dick tonight." Whoa, <laughs> I don't know if that should be in the movie, but <laughs> no, it is. He's like, you know what? This whole time I've been topping Finn, but after this speech, what the fuck? I'm, I'm gonna let him fuck me tonight. What? <laughs> It's off the rails now. And then you get to the rise of Skywalker. They're they're holding it. They're flip flopping now. They're wait, full, the wait. relationship is full and fully established and 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 connected. I agree with you, except for the fucking. No, <laughs> instead of instead of instead of Poe being the top, now they flip flop. Whoa, he's got real deep. <laughs> and now you get your diversity of gay relationships and also they're interracial because he's uh, I think uh, Oscar Isaac is Colombian. Okay. So you are Colombian and black. So well, he he speaks Spanish, but he's Colombian. Okay, that's well, Sp- that's Hispanic. I agree with everything you're saying, and again, Chris, listen to this because this is—I know we're retconning shit, but this is a better trilogy, even what we're describing right now, because it has more fucking butt fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say more thematic, con- like more thematic consistency, but sure. And then honestly, doing that, making Finn as a, a Jedi as well, would have been the best way to realistically have Rey beat Kylo Ren. And not even just that. Because if they team up, it's two of them versus Kylo now. But not even it makes more sense. But not only just that, it then continues the theme of what uh, Ryan Johnson set up. Anybody can be a hero. Yes, yes. I'm more looking at it for the fucking fact that it made no sense that fucking Ray was so strong that she was basically on par with Kylo Ren in, in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Granted, in this movie, he beats her. But she still cheats and wins. So, <laughs> but I just feel like these movies. I mean, ulti- have used the force. Ulti- ultimately, despite how OP Ray is, they still, at the end of the day, show that it's, the power scaling is so fucked. That dude. Kylo is still ultimately stronger than her. Like even when Palpatine sucked out his her life essence or whatever, both of their life essences. Oh my god! He was the first one to get up. Who cares? And he beat her and ultimately beat her in the fight. Yeah, he he got he stood up. Good job, and they got flung away. <laughs> it was dumb. It was a, oh. and when we get into the emperor and his fucking whole bullshit at the end with the life sucking and his plan not making any fucking sense. Oh, it's a whole different can of worms. But I'm just saying, at least on the level of Finn becoming a Jedi, that would have made way more sense in terms of power scaling because it, it never made sense to me that Kylo Ren trained his whole life being a fucking Jedi slash Sith, and then Ray just gets that power over the course of like a year. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, even in the original trilogy, Luke never actually beat Darth Vader. Like, you know what I mean? And if he did, you can very easily say it's because he was holding back. Because it's his son. He cared about him. Clearly he cared about him. Mm-hmm. But Kylo Ren and Rey never really had that type of relationship. And what they did felt forced. They were attracted to each other? What? <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and not only that, but like, again, talk about retconning uh, certain story beats. Why, if Palpatine was behind it the whole time, which is stupid, so stupid. Why did he not know that they shared a connect? Like, oh, could, you mean the thing they made up, the diadem or dyadic or whatever they said that they were? Like, yeah, the, well, not even just that, but that the fact that they could like 
communicate to each other and oh, transfer powers and shit. That's another fucking because, thing that broke the last Jedi. Because the Force Awakens, no, the la- was it the last Jedi? What? Snoke said, I put you two together. No, for, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yes, the last Jedi, they broke but that. If, but Snoke, this- if Snoke was Palpatine, he should have known that. Yeah, he should have. But it also doesn't make sense because if he put them together, why were they still able to do it in the next movie with no consequence? Calrin literally said that if she did what she was doing with the, like the force projection thing, they, she would be dead. But yet they were both fine doing it in, in Rise of Skywalker. What happened to that drawback? Why did Luke Skywalker die then? Because he's not a Palpatine. It's even inconsistent how drained you are from using force abilities because when she healed that snake thing just as a setup to show that she can heal things with the force and then she heals Kylo Ren from a mortal wound that stabbed in the stomach would have killed him like that's always how it works in Star Wars you get stabbed in the stomach with a lightsaber you're dead she healed a mortal wound no problem she didn't she didn't like do that thing where Yoda does or baby Yoda I mean where he kind of falls out from being tired she didn't even fucking move. Too fair to Baby Yoda. He is a baby. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, there should have been some kind of like drawback even from that. But there wasn't. Yeah. But then you get to the end and Kylo Ren trades, life's with, trades life force with her, I guess. Yeah, and that's then, what I assumed it was. He didn't heal her. He, no, he traded life. Yeah, he traded life. He's just like, well, I saw well, her like, do it. So. I don't know how <laughs> trading life works. Is it only because they are dieting? Because they, tr- they traded life, but he was still alive for like a good 30 seconds. <laughs> Could anyone do that? Or is it just because they're dieting? I think it might just because they're dieting. But then why can Yoda force heal baby Yoda? Because Yoda? Well, force healing is different than giving your life. Is it? Yeah, because he didn't heal. Like, he didn't heal her. He gave his life force to her. Isn't that just like the ultimate healing? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't fucking... Okay, so we get to the Emperor. Let's let's back up. And so now I guess that's why... it's fucking Lion King. He lives in you. Hey, hey, so hey, that's why she walks away saying, Ray Skywalker. No, fuck no, that. Fuck that. Fuck that. You knew Luke for a day. All you do is bitch at him. And then you, everything with Leia was off screen. So I got none of that. Oh, I was, was going to get into that before I got sidetracked. I've seen people like, saying. That shit wasn't earned at all. It wasn't. Go, go back. I, I heard people saying that they liked uh, how they used Leia in this movie. I didn't. I thank you. Thank you. Oh, I thought I was gonna fight you. Cause I was like, everybody's saying, "Oh, yeah." So I'm like, you guys are just fucking saying that because you like Leia. But, but, but. To be fair, I get the predicament yes. they were in. Yeah. And honestly, I'll say this. I'll be positive. G- given that they had to literally work scenes from The Force Awakens into this movie and make it make sense, they pulled that off. If I didn't know she died. I might just think that it was weird that she had so few lines and how she, people would speak for her off screen. Like, the, oh my God, when she gets walked away. When she walks away to go do the medicine. And Moscow, oh, and Moscow, like, I was like, she <laughs> has to go do this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. She can't say this herself? Of course she can't. Because <laughs> she's not lying. Well, yeah, to. yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. And I didn't even understand why they made a big deal about, oh, we're not going to uh, disrespect Leia by killing her off screen or. Uh, no, you uh, killed her on screen. <laughs> yeah, or um, uh, which part CGI-ing, of me? Kind of, or which part of me? CG kind of, scenes, but they made the young Leia in the same movie. So, like, why is that okay? Because she's not CG in the other scenes that she's not that she's actually in. I don't know. The, I guess it's weird. I, I guess they meant like CG the older Leia. I guess because they see because even before Carrie Fisher died, they CG'd her in Rogue One. That wasn't her at all. Like that wasn't her with like stuff in her face. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that wasn't. I don't think that was her. I think that was just a body. Oh, full CG. 
Well, no, that was a body double, and then they just CG'd the face. Oh, I think the voice. I'm assuming that was probably her voice. She probably did the voice. Oh, uh, okay. I don't, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think that was her. But it just felt like, and this is Roger Johnson's fault. They should have refilmed parts of the Last Jedi to kill her off when she fucking got blown through the vacuum. Because like honestly, what they used well, her for? Why didn't she die before, after the movie came out? No, it was before it came out. No. Yeah, she died before the movie came out, so they could have done it, but you know that was their plan and whatever. But it just creates such a big problem for this movie to work around, and that I didn't feel anything when she says "Ben" and then just dies unceremoniously. Like just but I, like, I, what? I, and I think part of that is I don't know if that was the original. Pl- I think their original plan was for Leia to be the one to survive. I think out of the, all of them for sure. I think Leia was probably the person who was going to turn Ben from the dark side. But instead, and this yeah, instead it was going to be yeah, she was going to have that conversation instead of it being Harrison Ford. Yes, and that's one of the two moments I actually really liked the Hans. I, I you, didn't, you didn't like the Han Solo Kylo no. Ren conversation again. From a, I like the conversation, but from a story standpoint, I'm like, but he's not a Jedi, so how? Is no, he? no, no, Mike, Mike, Mike. It's a memory. But I know it's I know. not a memory you ever had because it's a I brand know. new conversation. It creates so many. I'm like, does Kylo Ren have a? Like a psychotic issue? Like, like I, I remember things. I haven't seen hallucinations of the thing I remember. You know what I'm saying? And not like, even just that. It's, again, it's a brand new conversation. No, they there were new elements, but they pulled a lot from that, that last Yeah, comment. he pulled a lot from saying, oh, there's something I have to do or whatever. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. That was pulling from the previous conversation, but yeah. saying, oh, I forgive you and you, you whatever, you can do it. Like, all of that was new. Yeah, there were, yeah. I get what they were trying to do. They had no choice. <laughs> like, and without that of, scene, him going Ben Solo would have made no sense. Well, I think part of it was, A, because of Carrie Fisher. So maybe she was originally going to be the one to do yeah, it. Yeah, she definitely But then was. also I think part of it is maybe it wasn't going to be Carrie Fisher because a lot of people said, no matter what, you killed Han. There's no redemption for you. I don't care what you do. So I think part of that is J.J. Abrams saying, well, kind of like the Spider-Man thing. Well, if we have Spider-Man, <laughs> if we have Spider-Man acknowledge Miles Morales, then maybe the fans will. Yeah, so if we like, have I Han, like him. If we have, you have to. Yeah, so we have Han Solo, kind of like almost what they did with uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Thor. Thor was like, oh, I like her. Yeah. So if we have Han Solo come back and say, well, I forgive you, then maybe that'll get the fans. But I don't even agree with that anyway. Because Darth Vader did a lot of terrible, terrible shit, and he still had a redemption moment at the end. I'm fine with that. Well, we didn't see the prequels yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but still, <laughs> I still was fine with him being redeemed. I mean, you know, he had to die. I didn't think he was gonna live, like survive the movie. But and he also didn't see a hallucination of his father. That, that shit was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm a memory. Hey, they had to put it in Calvin's mouth so the audience knows you're just a memory. I'm like, yeah, thank you, because <laughs> otherwise it's like you're not Force Ghost. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Force Ghosts. Why was he in the end? Wait, who? Like, at the, in the last scene where they show Luke and Leia as Force Ghosts, why wasn't Ben there? I mean, why wasn't Anakin in the movie? But I'm just like, it just feels like a misopportunity when they showed Kylo Ren disappear like a Force but Ghost does. That, that's what I was going to get to. The ability to become a Force Ghost is not Jedi uh, intuitive. You have to learn how to do that. You have to be a high-level Jedi master and very in tune with the Force. No, Leia was. Leia, was. Leia, Leia had all that training that we didn't see. And then she taught Kylo To Ren. become a Force ghost. Yeah, she taught Kylo Ren off screen. You didn't see it, though. How did... Leia, I can maybe understand. 
How did Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo learn to become a Force Ghost? He left Luke very early on. Yeah, Luke told him. No. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just saying it's stupid. Like, not all Jedi are, for, are Force Ghosts. The first person to learn to become a Qui-Gon. Force Ghost was Qui-Gon. Yeah. And he taught that to Yoda. And eventually Yoda taught Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan taught, which even, even Anakin becoming a Force Ghost. Just like. Eh. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I just don't understand why I have him disappear like he's a force ghost and not have him show up as a force ghost. Why? I, just, I feel like there were things like that all throughout the movie. Just drop threads. Just for no reason. Why? Well, because he's not a force ghost. He's now one with uh, Ray. Ew. <laughs> Sexy. I am, I am, I am the all Jedi. the Sith. I am all the Sith and you are all the Jedi. Why? What? When does it become Legend of Korra? <laughs> Is this how it always yeah, works? became Avatar. <laughs> Why does Ahsoka and all these people from the past, like, they're all like, yeah, go Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah, suppo- like, yeah supposedly Ahsoka's voice. Was, I was like, I didn't hear Ahsoka, but. I didn't hear it either, but I, I heard it was in that moment. Yeah. And, I just don't understand. And Anakin bring balance to the force like I did. And I'm like, did you? Though? No, we're not getting to there yet. We're, I want to save that last battle for the like, end of our discussion. because That shit was stupid. <laughs> but let's dial it back. Let's go back to, I want to talk about um, just the, the opening crawl. With the drop ball of Palpatine. I was looking forward to Palpatine, even though I was like, how? I was still like, let's see how J.J. does this. I, I have faith in J.J. Palpatine is back. Bro. And he released a message to the universe. Oh, Why? That first line, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the dead speak. Yeah, why? why would you tell people? Bro, okay. I get Palpatine has never had logical plans in any of the trilogies, okay? I get that. But in this movie especially... Why would you announce that to the whole galaxy? What what does it serve you to tell everyone that, yeah, bitches, Palpy's back? <laughs> like, that only hurts you because now people know where, how to stop you. Oh, where are you at? All right, let's go stop this guy we didn't know about until just now. Because you need to have Kylo Ren do something in this movie. Why didn't you just send like him a message? Like in the beginning where he went to one scene and he was fighting and then he goes to another scene and then he's looking for something and then he grabs it. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And then he goes to another scene and he's looking for something. It's like, wait, this is the beginning of the movie. What the fuck is happening? I didn't mind the introduction. I minded when they got to the Emperor and their first conversation gave me no answers. Like he didn't explain how he survived. He didn't explain where he came he from. He did. All he told you was, he "I was every voice in your past." So I was Snoke. No, he and did I was tell him how he survived. Oh, that line from the Bridge of the Sith. Yes. The only good lines in this movie the dark are side quotes. Allows people to do things that most would consider unnatural or something like that. So how'd you live, huh? What? <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you details. Like whatever. So I'm like, so you know, Snoke's in jars. I'm like, so Mace Windu has to be alive somewhere, right? Yeah, because otherwise he's the only guy that died from falling from something in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> he should definitely be able to live through that fall. But, uh, like, what What was Palpatine's plan? What was the point of Snoke? He was a figurehead? Enact the final order. So let's, let's, let's go backwards and let's just Which, figure out what the fuck again, happened. Again, talk about the stop. So now there's Death Star 4.0, 5.0, 6.0, 7.0, 8.0. Bro. I think I made the Death Star... It was this massive, bro, massive contraption of a ship. A that's massive how it was undertaking. And not even that. The whole that's how it was about able, that's, it. The reason it was the size of a moon was because it was planet destroying and it needed that much power. Yep. That's why Star, Star Killer Base was even so dangerous because it took, and again, these things took decades to make. The idea is, like, the prequels took all that time to build the first Death Star. Second Death Star, I don't know how the fuck they did that, but whatever. <laughs> but the Star Killer Base, 
more decades from between. I mean, he can make the Return argument that the second Death Star, it wasn't done yet. They were building it. True, true. You're right. But Starkiller Base, an even bigger Death a whole planet-sized Death Star, you have to assume, the assumption was, that they were building that from Return of the Jedi in secret till then. But then this movie, you find out that not only does the Emperor, he live, but he had a, a secret army bigger than anything the Empire's ever had in this unknown region place. Just he just he like he raises his hand and then just a bunch and they're all basically a bunch of dreadnoughts. They're all Death Stars and they all have yeah they all have planet destroying capabilities. Every single uh, was the Star Destroyer has a Death Star beam on it. So it's like no guys we're not gonna do Death Star anymore. We're gonna do all the Death Stars <laughs> and I'm like, how do you get these resources? What and beyond, beyond even like the resources between people and 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 like materials. Fuck feeding that army because like they're in the middle of nowhere. The planet looks desolate. How are they doing things there? The force. It's all the force. <laughs> but what was Palpatine's ultimate plan? He dies, goes into hiding, has the First Order start building the Star Killer base, and let them and, and I guess have a clone of him or a, a semi clone of himself as Snoke take control of that segment of the army while he in another unknown place builds the true army with weapons that are. That makes Starkiller base obsolete. Like, it doesn't make sense. And then he wants uh, Kylo Ren to kill Rey, but he actually wants Rey to kill him. <laughs> so it's like, those two plans make no sense together. <laughs> and it's like, does it have to be your granddaughter you jump bodies into? Or could it have been just Kylo Ren? Could Kylo Ren have killed him? And if your whole plan is you want Rey to kill you now, why would you tell her, if you kill me, I'll possess well, that you? That I don't have a problem with. Only, the possessing thing? No, him telling her, I want you to kill me. Only because he does that all the time. Strike this person down and you will feel the power. Like he no, does no, but not in the Kill same this way. person and you will feel the dark side or whatever. I agree that's stupid. That's always been stupid. Yeah. But this is even more stupid because it's not like a theoretical. Like when he went Luke to kill him, which makes no sense. Strike me down and you return to the dark side will be complete. And he's assuming because there was no possession back then. It was just the assumption was he'd have Luke now become the Emperor. Or even uh, when Anakin killed uh, Count Dooku. Yeah, same thing. Kill him and then yada yada. You would think something would be like, oh wait, the dark side? No, fuck that. Like it always makes it seem like the Emperor wants to be replaced. He doesn't want to be the figurehead forever. He wants... Wait, no, but no. He said, you kill me, my essence will go into you. No, now, in this new movie, but the last two trilogies are never the case. Unless yeah, no. retconning it now, maybe it was. But that's different. You're telling Luke, kill me, and you'll become a dark side user. That is not the same thing as kill me and I will consume your soul. Like it's like I have no incentive. Like it is I don't revenge isn't worth you because then I don't even get revenge. You still win. Like I might kill you and get revenge for the second, but then you take over my whole body. So no, I'm not gonna kill you. <laughs> Which I'm like ultimately doesn't make sense because her whole plan or his whole plan was to have Ray kill him, but she does kill him. No, 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 no. Technically, he kills himself, which is also fucking stupid because I'm like, bro, turn off your force like Yeah, you, you <laughs> you've done, done you, this. Yeah, you've been through this already. You would think you'd be like, die. Oh, no, I'm not doing this again. Oh, shit, a lightsaber. Yeah. Mace Windu, flashbacks of Mace Windu, no. All right, we're going to jump back to the middle, but since we're already talking about Palpatine, I'm going to just talk about that last battle real quick. So... The whole thing is, kill me, I'm going to possess you, right? 
Then Ben Solo comes in, defeats the Knights of Ren, and they do have a... And that's, you know what? Take it back. There was another cool moment. I like when Chewbacca cried when Leia died. That felt emotional to me because it, it looked real. He was like, all like, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. And when Kylo Ren and Rey held their lightsabers up together, I was like, here we go. All right. At least we're going to get two Jedi versus the ultimate emperor now. Maybe nah. Finn's over here like, mm, hello, hello darkness, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he's over there doing side mission bullshit that didn't matter. Um, when they go to face the Emperor, and he's like, oh shit, you're a dyad. That means I can absorb your energy. I can become youthful again. So all my other plans, they're out the window now. Now I can just become young, so I don't need your body. So then he absorbs their essence, but yet they're not dead. Like, if you absorb your essence, shouldn't they be dead? Yeah, you saw like a soul type thing come yes! out of them. <laughs> but they're fine because, like you said, uh, Ben gets up and then gets thrown into the pit to quote unquote be dead, which is not. We, I, I knew that when it happened. And then Ray gets up, and then by the power of the last airbender, all the past Jedi are apparently like on her side, and they all they don't explicitly explain it, but I have to assume they all give her. Their power? I am all the Sith. You are all the Jedi. Because then they do a thing where they show the Emperor. And this is why I... That's what that line was for. It's stupid. Because they do a thing... And I told you this is why I didn't want. This is why I told you that the end of Last Jedi was better this way. As a fucking uh, force projection than Luke going out there being so fucking OP that he can wipe out a whole fucking army by himself with the force. Because that only opens up so many plot holes, which this movie did. Because when they have the Emperor absorb their powers and he's youthful again... And he shoots Force Lightning into the air. And it's so fucking powerful that it arcs thousands of miles to, to hit multi, like, thousands of resistance ships all at once. Disables them all. That's how power He makes his own sky beam. He's that powerful. Then Ray gets up. I'm all the Jedi now. I mean, I am Iron Man. I mean, what did I say? <laughs> and then she holds one lightsaber and he shoots one beam of force lightning directly at her and she blocks it and he's like oh you can't defeat me i'm all the sith and she's like well you can't defeat me because i have the power of two lightsabers <laughs> and she crosses the lightsabers and is able to push all the lightning back up we just saw him shoot a kamehameha into the fucking air and with two lightsabers she can kill him worse than mace windu even did well, she's houseway a, she's a palpatine <laughs> I can only it, assume... It would better if it was a lightsaber battle. For sure. And the thing is, I, I looked into it. Like, Why was Mace Windu able to do that? Because Yoda couldn't do that. Yoda couldn't do like the, I hold my lightsaber and stop your force lightning. Remember Yoda yeah, actually... He, he, yeah, he tried to catch it. Yeah, and it, it was so powerful, they kept like negating each other. That ability is technically a dark side ability. The ability to channel lightning into the lightsaber like from a force lightning user. So like Mace Windu was using like crazy force martial arts that most people didn't yeah, have the ability to. the ability to do that is something you learn yeah so that's why he could do it but ray and, and mace windu's uh fighting style is specifically designed to take out darksiders yes he was like the second most powerful jedi next to yoda yes so I, the only way it makes sense what ray did which i fucking hate but if i'm if i have to do the mental gymnastics to make it fucking work it only works if you say that she also has literally all their powers. So she has Mace Windu's power too. And that's so fucking unearned. <laughs> Why are you the fucking avatar of Jedi all of a sudden? Why did the Force decide any of this? 
That's not how the force works. I was fucking Han Solo this whole is. movie. It is how the force works. I hated it. It was so OP. Because it wouldn't even been as bad if they didn't just show him use that force lightning stronger than we've ever seen it done before ever. Yeah. That's what made it so bad. I'm like, why would you do that right before you have her defeat him with the force lightning? And it makes it even worse because me and my girlfriend talked about this shit. She I thought it. he was like shooting up to maybe take out like one ship or something. No, it was like yeah. the whole fucking the, armada. The whole fleet simultaneously. This is also the same guy who moments before is so powerful in the force that when Kylo and Rey held their lightsabers up to fight him, he flicked his wrists and they were both disarmed and and and, I mean, the and song held. says you can do it with a flick of the wrist. <laughs> they were instantly disarmed and held restricted in place. He's that powerful. So why did he just go, all right, no force lightning, force push, now force lightning, I win. Like, why would she, no, more lightning, it's not working, more lightning. I thought it was going to be maybe like a lightning on lightning battle, because we saw her do it the yeah, one why? time, oh so she God. holds it with one hand, and then she could like, that would be cool, zaps him with the, I don't know. I mean, honestly, that also, oh, I hate you. you, you wrote a better ending again, because I feel like thematically that would make more sense too. Because she's a Palpatine. That was his, that's his signature move. Have it be a lightning force battle. Force lightning is a dark side power. The whole point of this whole fucking trilogy, according to The Last Jedi, was that we're supposed to get away from that dichotomy. It doesn't matter. When you start putting restrictions on the Force, that's when you start getting people that are zealots on one side or the other. But if you just, let, if you just taught the dark side, quote unquote, then it's not the dark side. It's only the dark side when you use it in a negative way. But you can have emotions and be a Jedi. It's the whole point of being a gray Jedi. Yes, but the, none of that matters. There none of that no, matters. There's no gray Jedi. It's just light versus dark. And I never liked that. Uh, Me either. It's too simple. Restriction on on like good and evil. Like that's that's one of my biggest criticisms on Charmed, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's just you're good or you're evil. There is no neutral ground. There is no 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 redemption. Like the one like the character you, you used to watch Charm, right? Yeah. So the character Cole, it's like the demon. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, no, you're a demon. There is no good. But then they tried to play with the trope of saying, oh, well, he could be, he could, he could be good. Wasn't he someone's boyfriend for a while? I thought Phoebe. he was good. Yeah. Yeah. So he tried to be good. And he turned bad. But yeah, he turned bad. But then he tried to be good again. But then it was like, no, there is no. You're a demon. You can't be good. It's like, but if he's doing good things, like he ultimately turned evil again because they kept saying, you can't be good. You can't be good. You can't be good. You can't be good. So she's like, well, fuck it then. Like yeah. I'm gonna stop trying. Yeah. It's like, no, if you'd like, again, going to Buffy, that's one of the things I loved about Buffy. Willow fucking almost destroyed the world. We had at the end of the day, she saved it again. And the next, like, there was no, oh, fuck you. You tried to destroy, you almost destroyed the world. You're evil. It's like, no, there's redemption. Even like the angel, he yeah. was an evil vampire for 150 years. But then he worked to overcome that. He tried to redeem himself to the point that it was a prophecy about... The longer you do the Shanshu prophecy, the longer you do this, your reward is going to be if you continue down the path of good, you're going to be rewarded by being becoming human again. Because mm. I feel like, but the, in Star Wars, like the black and white dichotomy yeah, of good black versus, and white, the good versus evil dichotomy is simple. And Michael Jackson said it doesn't matter if you're doesn't black and white. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 childlike. It's simple. That's how a child views the world: black and white, good and evil. But life isn't like that. That's why I kind of like some of the things Roger Johnson did with The Last Jedi. Because he tried to get away from that. That's why he tried to make Luke like less of a clear-cut good guy. That's why he tried to make Kylo Ren say that they're trying to get beyond the Jedi and the Sith. That's why they tried to make 
it, it didn't matter what race origin was. It mattered who she was as a person now. Not and that's why. That's why I was saying before, like the original Order of the Jedi, like all that, like you can't get married or you can't have a love interest mm. or you know stuff like that. Like I thought all of that was going to be thrown out the window. She's going to start a new order. Like, yeah, we're going to be, we're not Jedi anymore. That was old. Yoda failed. Even they admit Yoda was the reason Palpatine came, rose to power. Yoda failed as a Jedi master. Yeah. And the head of the Jedi order. So now going forward, you can get married. You can have a kid. And you can do certain things. And we're all called Skywalkers. And we're all called Skywalkers. Oh, better move it. (laughs) But it just goes to show, like, if he just made slight- or even like the idea, we can't train him. He's too old. But yeah, and you get to Luke. And I feel like a lot of those Jedi Leia. rules, those rules were made so you don't, you you can't have emotion. Like, what what does love do? Love love is emotion. Yeah. So if you were a Jedi that was in love, they'd be like, oh shit, it's a path to a dark side. Or so, even that, like love. If and it didn't make any passion. sense. If it didn't make any sense. I'm supposed to protect people. If I have no emotion, if I have no 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 uh, compassion or that which is an emotion for these people. If I don't love these people, if I don't want to, if I have no desire to protect them, because desire is bad emotion too. Yeah. Then why am I protecting them? What's gonna make give me the drive to fight for these people as hard as I would fight for say my mother or whatever? Everyone just has to be neutral peacekeepers, which is unrealistic. That's why the Jedi Order failed. And like I liked. Because I feel like even us as an audience, we've romanticized Jedi too. But even though the, even though the prequel spelled out why the fuck they're not a good order to try and recreate, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like and also just, part of it was they were so closely tied to the government. They shouldn't have been so closely tied to the government. Yeah, separation of church and state. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that was. I don't know what George Lucas' original plan was, but I feel like the reason why he created the prequels was to show the the fallacies in the Jedi Order, which which opened up. The, the 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 entry point for the Sith to come in, so for there to be balance, you had to actually find a way to take out those negative aspects of the Jedi Order, which I thought was we were trying gray, to do the last the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, so I thought the last Jedi was supposed to be doing, but then we just doubled down on no 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 Jedi good Sith bad, and it's like that's re- that's not progressing the story. That's re- that's regressing the story if anything, but that's just my opinion on it. Um, that whole fucking Emperor battle, which is shit was trash. <laughs> And then the end with that awkward kiss between Ray and fucking Kylo Ren. I was like, dude, none of this felt earned. I felt none the kiss it. was awkward, but I'm kind of a fan of Raylo. <laughs> I like Raylo. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. I feel like it cheapens both their characters. It, is, it wasn't necessary. I don't think it was necessary anyway. Give me Raylo. Mm. Well, let's dial it back but a little a bit much, more. In a much better way, though. In a much better way. <laughs> Can we just talk about real quick... The, the the fetch quetch bullshit that ultimately didn't make any sense. I want to talk about the dagger, but before the dagger, I want to touch on that moment. I, I also, but it, it was the, the whole but the dagger thing was like was stupid. This dagger happens to exist. We're running away, not to go find this dagger. We're running away before we even get to that. In the Mandalorian, he left his uh his ship on a planet. For one day. With Jawa. <laughs> and he came back, and that shit was stripped for parts. It was gone. But yet, Luke's ship, it's fine. <laughs> but yet, the sh- not that, but that the ship that they find on this, not only does it still have gas, and it's somehow working, even though it's been abandoned for decades. Yeah. Again, it was on this planet for decades. Nobody touched t- it. Yeah, nobody touched it. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. It wasn't like it was hidden either. It was just like it no, was it wasn't hidden. Mountain. Yeah, it was, it was in the middle of oh shit. 
It was in the middle, like everybody could see it from the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> convenient. And then talking about another convenience. Talk about convenience. Oh, then talking about another convenience. Oh, we're 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 escaping these stormtroopers that have jetpacks. And then oh shit, they destroy our ship, and we happen to land in this exact quicksand that happens to lead us to the location of oh, this dagger. dagger that we knew nothing about. Yes. And it, luckily, the dagger not only killed Ray's parents, that's one, because the Force guided her there, Michael. All the conveniences are just the Force. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it logically doesn't make sense, because it's, like, it's, a, it's a dagger that belonged to a guy who was, who was under Emperor Palpatine that was trying to get Ray, just like how uh, Yondu tried to get Star-Lord to, to Ego. And then he was trying wait, to get what, Ray to was this Emperor Ray's, Palpatine. Was this Ray the planet that she grew up on? No, different planet. So then, how the fuck did it end up? If the dagger, if the person had the dagger, well, because that when guy, she was a child, I guess so he, obviously it was on that planet that she was on. I guess he crashed there. I'm not even sure. They're all desert planets. They look the same. I'm not. Sure. I don't think it was Jakku though. I don't think so. No, I don't think so because we've never seen those creatures before. Regardless, this guy who works with Emperor Palpatine, whose whole mission was to get Rey and bring her back to Palpatine, the unknown region, or wherever the fuck. Explain to me how the fuck, for some reason, he needed three different GPS to locate how to get there. And if that failed, he had a dagger that pointed him, for some reason, to a GPS in the abandoned Death Star from Return of the Jedi. Or was that, no, Empire Strikes Back. That was Empire Strikes Back, Death Star. Mm -hmm. And the dagger was made specifically... To align from a certain perspective over the Death Star's wreckage to point to where the GPS thing was. Why did he need that? He already had the GPS to get to Bimper Palpatine. Why would he also have a dagger that points into the wreckage that has another GPS to get him to Palpatine? Because we needed to see that scene of the, the old uh, Death Star. Yeah, that's the real reason. Yeah. But it's like logically, like, JJ worked backwards, it seems. To give a plot device, or uh, yeah, plot device to find out where the GPS coordinates were for that thing, but it's like logically that it's not even like it's an ancient artifact. It that that Death Star went down thirty years ago. Yeah, so within the last thirty years, somebody found the Death Star, and made a dagger out of it. <laughs> it's like if you stand right here in this one spot and you align the wreckage with the dagger, with the spot that Ray convened, she happened to. What if she landed or ended up Any, on the other on the other side of the Death Star? Any other spot, even if it was ten feet to the side, <laughs> like oh, it doesn't line anyway. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. And then Kyle Ren just shows up, that, or even uh, like, even when they ended up in that underground cave. Oh, we can't get out of here until we find this random snake that just happens to get us out. Yeah. Purely because, again, contrivance, just to show you that she can force heal. So when it comes back, you're not like, what? But like, oh, and before we get off that, that part, though, that was another moment I liked. But I was like, yo, JJ, say what you want about Ryan Johnson. He had balls. And maybe, again, maybe it was Disney fucking, you know, holding JJ's arms behind him. But like, there were like two moments in this movie that was just like, that's interesting. And you did nothing with it. Oh, shit. Ray killed Chewbacca. By accident. Now, here's an interesting character beat for why she might turn to the dark side later. Oh, wait, he's alive in the next scene. Where was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, I agree what was the point of that, but I'm glad. I was like, don't kill fucking Chewie. Look, man, I didn't want Chewie to die either, but it was still an, like, that moment impacted. But it was stupid, though, because it's like, it's not like 
But there's also something stupid with it, but I'll explain it in a second. It's not like <coughs> it's not like you led with that or had them think that for a large ma- majority of the movie, and then they find out no, Chewie's actually alive. Almost the next scene. It is, no, it's literally one scene later. There's one scene where Ray's like, I killed Chewie. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And the very next scene is Chewie's alive. <laughs> I was like, why did you even bother? <laughs> it's the same, but then it's the same thing with uh, 3PO. Exactly. I was, was going to get to that next. I'm looking at my friends one last time, sir. Doesn't see. Because he essentially dies. But doesn't. Like, he R2 doesn't. D2 he have d- back of your memory? He, he doesn't die. But he becomes like he doesn't have. If you don't have your memory, you're a you're a different person. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. So like that was a sad moment. But in the same breath, they even give you. You know, it's like they don't like they they don't like three PO. Like who cares? Well, that's true too. But that was also kind of the joke about him in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's fun to make fun of him. But it's like, in the same breath, they said that they gave it out. They were like, doesn't see uh, doesn't R two D two back up your memory? Oh, but he's not good at it. But he he has it right. So then at the end of the movie, what happens? Memory's back. Yeah, memory's back. Nothing, no consequences. Totally fine. What was, what was the point? And even before you find out that he got his memories back, I didn't like the pacing of the jokes in that scene either. Because, like, it was like, oh, no, see, 3 was going to die. And the very next moment is a joke from a uh, little, that thing. What is he? I forgot his name already. Baba Free. Baba Free. I was like, is this going to be sad or funny? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand these feelings. I don't remember what the joke was. It was just it was just a Bob Freak joke. He makes noises. It's cute. <laughs> I just didn't. He's, he's cute. He, he is cute, but it was just like again, it, going from Last Jedi to this, I could see how defanged like the story consequences were from things. I think. Well, no, my my favorite part was uh, the the Poe joke. Poe joke? Yeah, you were a spice runner. You were you were a stormtrooper. Yeah, right? yeah. You were a scavenger. Yeah, we could do this all day. Spice, yeah, we could do this all day. Yeah, that was funny. Like, see, that's why he's sexy. He's funny. But I don't even think overall. You think the movie was funnier than the other ones? I think. Yeah. You think it was funnier? I think it was more humor. In the Last Jedi. I think you forgot how much comedy was in the Last yeah, Jedi. I don't, like, I don't remember that much comedy in the Last Jedi. There was a lot of comedy in the Last Jedi. Almost tone breakingly so, but. I actually liked the comedy more than Last Jedi than I did this movie. Um, I also didn't like when the story opens up and the first thing you see of Rey is like, remember when Luke Skywalker did that, the, the biggest force thing we've ever seen done which is that projection thing and it cuts back to him and he's levitating off the ground like like two inches or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh shit, we've never seen that before. She's Cut like, to Rey. She's the fucking airbender. Yeah. <laughs> she's, got, she's got rocks flying around her. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Why? She's super high up off the ground. I guess Leia trained that too, right? I guess Leia's just that powerful. Yeah. Rhea, Leia, get a lightsaber and help out. You fucking lazy. Which I, didn't, which I didn't put together. Like, even when she called her master, and I was like, huh? Until you got to the end, and was like, wait, what? Leia's a Jedi. Which, yeah, again, I'm fine with, but where was that in any of the other movies? Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere to be Only found. for that establish, she has this random lightsaber that's like, oh. It'll be used again. Oh fuck, man! Talk about used again. You want again? You want to go back to the uh, the other movies in this trilogy? Watch Force Awakens again and get to that that vision scene with Rey. Wait, but how did you get Luke's lightsaber, Maz Kanata? That is a story for another day. Never no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was never a story for another day. <laughs> we still don't know. You know, Maz Kanata. She was just there to give the line about Leia. Yeah, she's going to 
make one last stand. And then also part of me is like, that's all it took to get Kylo Ren back to being Ben. Why didn't you do that in the first movie or the second movie? How did you know that just sending a message of yourself saying Ben was going to do anything? And then also, did you know that he was fighting Ray at that moment? How did that kill you? It wasn't a for- it wasn't like it was a force projection. Well, it's because she's not that strong in the force, Michael. Except she's very strong. No, in the I was force. about to say, but she's very strong in the force. <laughs> I know. To it the point sense. that she survived in fucking space. Does it make sense? The vacuum of space. <laughs> and it wasn't it. like she was out there for a little bit of time. She was out there for a long. For like her body was frozen. None of it makes. And she sense. opened her eyes and fucking. <laughs> oh right, out. I am the ultimate Jedi. Wee. <laughs> what? Which from, I have a, question. which from a story perspective, it's like, no, they try to say the Skywalkers are very fucking powerful. Like, if, it was, if that was anybody else, nobody could do that. So, I get that. But if you're that powerful, then why just saying Ben kill you? I don't know. I don't know. Because they had to kill her off somehow. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, was like, like I said... From the standpoint of they had no, this, Carrie Fisher died before they shot one footage of of of, of the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I don't blame them from that, but just for the the story standpoint of where Leia's character ended up, I feel like they even overused her though. Like I, I wouldn't have used her that much considering they were trying to work around dialogue and stuff. Because I could literally pinpoint every moment that they of dialogue she had where that would have fit into the Force Awakens. Right? Like even when she walked away kind of like, oh, she's going to do what she must do. That was definitely when Han Solo died, right? And she walked away sad? Probably. Yeah, right? Know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I hate that I can see the strings on shit like that now. Are you Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> yeah. But I would do something about it. <laughs> I wouldn't just sit there. Uh, was there anything else that we need to talk about before we get out of this movie? No, we, we rancid on it enough. Chris is mad, and it's one o'clock. I sent him to go. It's one o'clock. Yes. Jesus, fuck. We've been two hours just talking about the last, the rise of Skywalker. Any closing thoughts? Who are those people that were in the robes in the Sith ritual? <laughs> Who are those people? <laughs> the Sith. Why did they help? <laughs> help me! I'm losing. <laughs> I'm like, were they? Pe- I don't know. I don't. I don't know who. Who, who were they? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Disney confirms how Maz Kanata got Luke's. Oh favorite. shit! We're getting the retcons now. All right, what what was it? Reveal in the podcast it's a, it's live. A, it's a video. That's a video. But the fact that Disney has to come out and say it, and it's supposed to it being in a fucking movie. So the Rise of Skywalker gives some to us. But one of the biggest and most substantial questions after The Force Awakens was how exactly did Maz Kanata fall into possession of the Skywalker lightsaber? Yeah. And why is it that the lightsaber and the legacy lightsaber that had once belonged to Anakin was now in the possession of Maz? Where'd she get that white lightsaber from? The Rise of Skywalker. She made it. Oh, she made it? Yeah. I didn't, she it seemed it. like it came from her, from her uh, staff. Why didn't Because like the hilt looked like her staff. Why didn't she make it before the end of the movie? Because she wasn't ready to be her own person yet. That's stupid. All right. <laughs> Continue. But now she's Ray Skywalker. And she we'll accept- never see it again because accept- the movie's over. She accepted herself. Oh, okay, cool. Got you. Got know, you. She didn't really because it would been better if she said, I'm Ray. Man, I get it, Palpatine. But at the same time, it's like you talk about the with thematics. Now I'm going to take the Palpatine name and use it for good. Nah, but it's not marketable, so Skywalker. <laughs> the last Jedi addressed this. 
However, we do have an answer in the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary. And admittedly, the story on exactly how the lightsaber came into Maz Kanata's possession is somewhat anticlimactic, as the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary simply says that it was salvaged from the depths of Cloud City, and that a member of the mining colony eventually found the lightsaber, who carried it for some time until Maz Kanata came across it in that traveler's travels, where Maz Kanata eventually called it the will of the Force that she had the lightsaber in her possession. The Force. Exactly what it was. What? She believes many other travelers did not know exactly what the weapon was, which is why it was carried so openly. So oh. there you have it, guys. Basically, the answer is she found it. Simple one <laughs> <laughs> the answer is I found it. Why? Why is it another now, day? Why can't you say now? Uh, I found it. Yeah. Because that's bullshit. It's JJ's doing fucking damage control. Well, I don't know. Is this JJ? Because it doesn't say JJ. Who cares? Disney. Disney, JJ, all the same shit. They're just doing damage control now. This is this is Justice League all over again. <laughs> it's Justice League. <laughs> oh man. Like I said, if this was in game, I'd be over MCU. I'm like it's a cancel Marvel. Pack it up. This is this is done. <laughs> I think there was something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember. Nothing else? Want to move on? Yes. All right, let's get into The Mandalorian. A better Star Wars property. <laughs> yeah, now we can say it. Mandalorian is way fucking better than Rise of Skywalker. Especially, especially this episode. This was actually one of my favorite episodes so It's kind of showing that Star Wars, especially now with the technology that we have, it's probably better. Because I'm just like, why is it that Star Wars can tell way better stories in comics, video games, books, yeah. and television than they can tell in movies. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer. Because <laughs> even a lot of the lore that we learn about with Star Wars, you learn that from the side projects, not from the movies itself. Yeah, that's right. Like, granted, it's not it's not canon, quote unquote, but it is because they don't bring it in. Like the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. The fact that there are uh, other like the Gray Jedi. There are other light, different colors of lightsabers, like yellow and orange and yeah the red lightsabers you make bleed like what yeah the fuck <laughs> or uh there are force magic users and the uh the sisters from dathomir or whatever dothomir or whatever mm-hmm. you don't learn nothing about that in the movies no or the uh t- oh t- fuck we're racist that's why i didn't mention and you're racist too black liberation motherfucker lando you didn't like anything with Lando? Nothing? I mean, I mentioned Finn. He's black. And we talked about Yana. No, but Lando's a legacy, man. <laughs> yeah, but Lando, he, I mean, I liked Lando, but he was barely in it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but what like, was if the anything, deal? I feel like he should have showed up in The Last Jedi. Agreed. Han Solo died in The Force Awakens. Lando comes back in The Last Jedi. He's there for both movies. But what was the deal at the very end? When the black stormtrooper girl is like, I don't know where I'm from. He's like, well, let's find out. Do you want to fuck her? Or are we getting Black Ray? Because <laughs> like it zoomed in her face like, oh shit, she's a Palpatine. <laughs> it could be one of two things. The, more, the likely thing is Lando. He's always, Lando's always got his dick out. Kind of like, you know how sometimes with dogs, yeah. the dick, you see the pink? <laughs> Red Rocket. <laughs> That's Lando. Or they're trying to hit Oh, maybe she's Lando's daughter, and she got stolen or whatever. I don't know. This is stupid. Again, just like why are you, JJ? It's over. I, I, yeah, the why movie. The movie's up, over. We're not getting another movie. Stop setting up mystery boxes. Like he, he can't help it. <laughs> like I got a mystery. <laughs> it's over. It's over, JJ. No. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
we, we couldn't not talk about Lando at least once before we got out of the Rise of Skywalker. It's just fucked up. <laughs> but I mean, I like that. And, and uh, Billy D. Williams, like, he looks good. He does. Did you feel anything? Well, almost an 80-year-old man. Did you feel anything when all the ships appeared in-game style at the end? No. Me either. Because you knew that was going to happen. Oh, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Oh, no, we're not. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that was whack. It's, it was so on your left, too. I'm like... I know they, they probably don't know what the other companies under Disney are doing, but I'm like, could you guys like peek at a script for Endgame or something? And I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you peppered they're, in some elements. They're all friends. It's like, so we, in, our, in my movie, I have the line, I'm inevitable. And then Iron Man says, I'm Iron Man. So in Star Wars, I think he should say, I'm all the Sith. And then she says, I'm all the Jedi. Oh! <laughs> same beats. So stupid. Anyway, Mandalorian, the better show. This episode she finally got real because it's uh the reckoning and my god there was a reckoning oh yeah fucking baby yoda got got son because fucking i am the way is too slow <laughs> oh no i am the way i, am no, the I, way. I have spoken it's too i have slow. spoken yeah quill i felt oh my god i felt more for i am the way dying than anything the, no. stop the, saying i am the way i keep saying i'm the way uh that's the man of the lord this yeah. is the way this is the way no uh I've spoken guy. I felt more for him. Quill? Quill. Quill. Q Q. K R U I L No, K R U I I L. Cruel? Quill. K R? Cruel. Cruel? Whatever, man. (laughs) I've spoken guy. When he fucking died, I was literally like, no! Yeah, I did too. I was like, I was, I was Vader at the end of. Bro, uh, I was legit like white knuckling my fucking seat when like it shows them chasing down uh, Baby Yoda and him. I'm like, go faster, go faster, you son of a bitch! Yeah. How are you still getting there? <laughs> I was like, they were gone for a while. Yes. Like, How fast are those fucking speeders? <laughs> Very. And that fucking horse thing or whatever it was is super slow. It is. Oh my god. But yeah, this episode, I would say this is my favorite episode of the whole series. Agreed. And it did the thing that we were hoping was going to happen, which is he builds a crew. He goes back to the some of the one-off episodes. So now, I look back more favorably to episode four? Is that yes. four? Yes. Yeah, with uh, Gita Carano. I told you. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Well, I, I didn't like... I, I don't like it now. I'm just saying, like, at least now... You're trash. <laughs> at least now Gina Carano came back and they brought back another character that we liked, which was... Uh, I've spoken. Quill. No, I'm never going to say that name. <laughs> Quill? Peter Quill. <laughs> queer. Queer. Queer? Yeah. What? <laughs> Quee. Quill. Quee. Sure, know. whatever. Um, but yeah, I dug it. I like the... I mean, we didn't really get into action that much, but just the the tension of the possibility of losing Baby Yoda at the end. And funny enough, again, this is the second episode directed by Deborah Chow. And yeah, I'm very excited about the Obi-Wan series based on 
Because her her episodes were my two favorite episodes. Episode three, three? Oh, and episodes, yeah. episode three and episode seven. It's funny. I didn't even know that. But I, I was like, it felt kind of like episode three. So that makes sense. She's doing Obi-Wan? She's doing Obi-Wan. Like, she's not just doing one episode. She's the showrunner. She's doing uh-huh. the whole show. Okay. Then I have faith, too. That sounds good. Because I'm digging everything so far in The Mandalorian. Like, the one-off episodes... I was just saying, maybe not everything, because I didn't like episode five. No, but... yeah. The, the one-off episodes were definitely the weakest part. But when they get to the story stuff... And, again, this is coming off the Rise of Skywalker, where my whole issue was story. <laughs> so, when they get into the story stuff of Mandalorian, I'm all in. Like, yeah. I care. I And... I've never seen Mandalorian's face. Like, they did a good job of, of humanizing him and making you care about his relationship with Baby Yoda. Yes. And they introduced the villain in a very, 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 very impactful way. Who was that guy? I've seen him before. Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah. What else has he been in? He's been in a lot of shit. Was he in a... Uh, uh, bro, my brain's blanking. Uh, Neverland? What? The Disney, uh, the Disney live action thing. Rasputin, Peter Pan. Rasputin, Rumpelstiltskin. What? Rumpelstiltskin, Maleficent. Once upon a time. There you go. Once upon a time. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> was he think, once upon a time? Was he the I mirror? I don't think. He... Who was the mirror? That was him. Was he the mirror? You know, I'm talking about Evil Queen's mirror. Yeah, maybe. He looks familiar. I've seen him in something. That I watched, but I don't remember what. I think he might have been. I think he is the mirror. Yeah? Okay. Wow. Well, I, 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 I'm terrible with faces. My computer so. froze. I can't. We'll never know. <laughs> but even the twist of him being the true villain. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that was a great way to introduce the villain. Not only to show that he's menacing, but his introduction killed a major character. Yeah. To show, oh, he's somebody you don't fuck with. Yeah, he had that shit on lock. So even now, I'm like, how strong is the Empire? Killed, killed the main villain and got Baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh my God, Baby Yoda falling like that on the floor. <laughs> Pick up that baby, man. But my thing is like, I'm almost like, Baby Yoda, you should be fine. Because we, we, it's established in this episode, he's got the force choke. Yes. Don't touch Mandy Daddy. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't touch my daddy. <laughs> I'm like, bro, are you a Sith? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, he, yeah. Once upon a time, yeah, he was the mirror. Oh, he was the mirror. Okay, I know I've seen that because he's got a very distinct face. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And now that you know, Baby Yoda's got more force abilities than just healing, and because they also finally show well, yeah, him the, heal. The, yeah, this episode was the first time you see force heal. Yeah. I wanted Baby Yoda in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Now that would have been an ending. If Baby Yoda showed up as a teenager, teenage Yoda. <laughs> well, I mean, he would be like 70 around this, around now or around the rise of Skywalker. So I'm like, would he still be? He probably won't be a baby or maybe, I don't know. Toddler Yoda? Yeah, toddler Yoda. <laughs> I, I'd be down for toddler Yoda versus zombie Palpatine. That's not, he, he would die. <laughs> if Ray could do it, <laughs> Baby Yoda can do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the force is like, fuck you. One baby thing Yoda. I'm, ho- I'm hoping they don't be like, oh, baby Yoda is actually the son of Yoda. Yeah, because they do imply that he's not a clone. That he's natural. Yeah. You caught that? I forgot who said it, but somebody was like, he doesn't look like an experiment or something like that. But I'm just hoping it's just whatever Yoda species is. 
whatever that species is. Yeah, because they still. Have Which a... I don't even understand. Is the is the galaxy not charted? Like I don't understand how there can be a race that no one else in the galaxy knows about. I mean, it's a big place. I guess. How does the galaxy work? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, how do we know all about the, all these planets and you know about all of them and who lives there? And I'm like, how big is the empire? Because the universe is fucking huge. Exactly. So it's like, are there more than, are there more than one government? I don't know. Is there more than one government? I said are. Are there? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just... Because like, how far did Palpatine's reach reach? Um, but I would rate it. I get perfect vision. Yes, I would give perfect vision as well. I don't think there's much else to discuss. It was kind of the whole plot. <laughs> he built the crew. He went to make the trade. He and Baby Yoda force choke. <laughs> yeah, Gina Carano. Yeah. <laughs> that was so adorable. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> like, I like that. I am the, the ultimate show's... power. Don't touch my daddy. <laughs> He's no, like, thank no, you. no, that's my friend. <laughs> yeah. I, how do you think this series is going to end, this season? You think he's going to do some crazy Yoda, Baby Yoda bullshit? You think Baby Yoda's going to die? Um, do they have the balls to kill Baby the, Yoda? The, the, the robot is going to fucking cut loose. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that robot. He probably will. I feel like that's the whole point of having that robot come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fan favorite that I didn't know about until this this, this series. So. <laughs> and And the last episode is directed by Taika Waititi. Oh really? Yeah, oh, there you and go. he's the robot, so yeah. of course he's gonna give himself. <laughs> When's the next episode? Friday or is it Wednesday again? Friday. Friday. All right, I'm hyped. All right, so honestly, when we finished Rise of Skywalker, my first thought was, at least the Mandalorian's good. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like the cushion that the Star Wars franchise can fall back on. <laughs> even the game, like I still haven't finished it, but even the game, like, like that's how I'm saying. Like, why is it they could they could tell all these great stories? Outside of the movies. I don't know, man. It's tragic. You know, this is tragic? Get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. It's, like, <laughs> it's all her fault? Yeah, she's not... It is her fault. Like, she's not Kevin Feige. I don't understand how no one in the room was like, like hey, let's play her, this. Her, let's play all three movies, Her guys. job <laughs> as the head of Lucasfilm is... Not, she doesn't have to know about the, 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 the blood sisters or whatever they're called on Dathomir or the fact that... The Force can not use magic, or there was a there was a paragon of the Force, and he had two daughters, the light side, or a son and a daughter, a light side and a dark. She doesn't have to know about all of that. Her job is to be able to a crap like have a plan for the way she wants this universe to go, and then hire the people that she thinks is going to effectively carry out that mission. Yeah, and have them all communicate to each other so the vision matches. Because again. These movies feel like obligation and not inspiration to the point that literally there's been, with the exception of The Force Awakens, there has been drama behind the scenes of every single Star Wars movie that has been in production. And basically, again, with the exception of maybe The Force Awakens and uh, uh, The Last Jedi, every single property that had was going to have a Star Wars movie, all of the directors, this is like The Flash, all of the directors got fired. Whether it was the original director of Rogue One, Josh Trank supposed to come in and do a Boba Fett movie, <laughs> Colin Trevorrow doing episode nine, but now it's J.J. Abrams, Phil Lord and Chris Miller with Solo. Every movie has had drama, and it's like, what the, what the hell? Oh, I missed it back then when the, 
felt like the sky was the limit for Star Wars. Now the limit's the sky. <laughs> Walker. Not even the sky. The limit's the fucking roof. Well, I was making a Skywalker pun, but okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, all right. Well, you gave Perfect Vision to Mandalorian too? Yes. All right, so let's get into My Hero Academia. Michael was falling asleep during this episode, so I'm not sure how much he actually watched. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it yesterday. I just got off work at 7.30 this morning, and I was coming home, and I was like, I haven't watched My Hero Academia. I'm going to try to watch it now. And then I was like, I'm tired from work. Yeah. I'm falling asleep. <clears throat> this is the post I told Jordan, I was like, you might as well, either you come over now, or I'm going to fall asleep, and we're not going to record. So, Wow. Um, what was I going to say? I think I've seen enough of it that I could talk about it. Yeah, because this is the post-Kirishima and Fat Gum episode. It turns out they didn't actually beat those two guys. Like it's, Which I feel like happens a couple times in My Academia, where it's like, we won! No, we didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, even Demon uh, Slayer. We, oh, yeah! I won! No, I didn't. I Maybe mean, that's what I'm thinking about, Demon Slayer. But yeah, so like the, the, the machine gun fist guy actually didn't get beaten. But he's, but he's actually, damaged enough that his arms are broken. Yeah, and he's... Not a terrible well, he's person. So fucking strong. Well, he is a terrible person. I mean, not. But he has honor. Yes. But he's still a terrible person. Yes. Because <laughs> at least when he's asked questions, he, he really only cares about fighting. He doesn't care about the the mafia. Not even just of. fighting. He wants to kill you while fighting. Yes. <laughs> but I like that he got uh, Kirishima got respect from him. Like he's like, I like that kid. Yeah. All right. You oh, guys no, can fight. He's about to say kid, but then he said man. Yeah, I like that. That's a very Kirishima like respect. Yeah, thing. manly. Yeah. Um, well, he was unconscious, so he didn't hear any of it. <laughs> I like the moment where uh, Fat Gum's asking him questions, and he's like, the other guy's like, "We're what? not gonna tell you anything." He's like, "I'll tell you everything." <laughs> it's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, even when he's talking to Kirishima, Kirishima's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I lost all my fat, but I can't explain it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but other than that, it's a pretty basic episode. Table setting for next week when Miriam, which has been this whole season. Yeah. I, I, again, I've heard that this is the slowest arc so far in Academia and it, it shows because it just feels like we're just trying to get to the next plot point rather than like, you know, like I didn't really get, that's like, you know what? It's not even true. This episode, I did like the fact that we got some humanization for the League of Villains as opposed to the Mafia group. You kind of see that Shigaraki coming into his own as a villain through the flashbacks of Toga and uh, Twice. I like that. It shows the difference between Shigaraki style of villainy and Overhaul's, where people kind of just fear Overhaul because he's so powerful, mm -hmm. but they don't actually respect him the way that it seems like Shigaraki's almost like but building bonds, like friendships yeah. with his villain 
comrades. Yeah. Which, which is kind of, I mean, we got glimpses of that too before when uh, All for One. And that also kind of lets, creates a, a dichotomy where people will fight, fight, people will fight harder for your cause because they actually like you. Yes. And I like that we saw hints of that before too when uh, doing the All for One fight when Shigaraki got like, you know, thrown into the portal. And you could tell he cared about All for One not as like a super villain like master, but as like, almost like a father figure. Like, they're, they're, I like how they humanize the villains. Like, the, the villains aren't just villains for the sake of being villains. You know, Toga's fucking crazy. She's crazy? What? That's not uh, Jordan wants to sleep with her. No, I'd be kidding. Like, no, she's sexy. No, she will cut off your dick. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so sure. Also, that's one thing I didn't like. Like, stab the black guy? The black guy! <laughs> the only black hero! <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's a rule in every culture. <laughs> Granted, when they explain his powers, though, I was Whack. like, that's lame. I can make rocks. I can make things not move. Yeah, I can make things lock into place. But not humans. Or not organic matter. Only objects. Yeah. Wow. That's really whack, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's lame. (laughs) But, you know, like I said, people were like, oh, yeah, black representation. I'm like, I don't want that one. (laughs) I want a better one. (laughs) Same thing with like, oh, going back to, uh, going back to uh, Star Wars. Same thing with the, the, the gay kiss that they had at the end. Did you see that? The lesbian kiss. Representation. I hated that scene. Not because they're lesbians, but because it was like, it just felt like you just threw that in there just for that. But then J.J. Abrams saying, having LGBTQ representation is very important to me. But yet, it's blink if you miss it. But yet, you can't make Finn and Poe. It's so important to you. You can't make Finn and Poe gay. You can make these random characters that have no connection to this. You don't even know their names. Nope. And it, it literally gets second. It's literally, it cuts away at the moment they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, don't look at that. <laughs> Where... It's like some people are satisfied because I see articles. Oh my God, Star Wars breaks history by having their first lesbian same-sex kid. It's like that's why they do it. Like that's why they do that. Like placating bullshit who for that. The fuck cares? Headlines. That's who cares. That's why they do it. That's why I don't like it because it feels forced. Because they are forcing it just for a reaction. Just do it if you're gonna do it. Storm pilot. <laughs> no, but they did. They did do it. The lesbians. Who are they? <laughs> Which, funny enough, I, I also read an article. The one second that was in it, uh, I don't, don't remember what country it is, but it's, get, it's getting uh, banned. You can literally cut out that one second and you never see it. Well, no. That, that, well, that scene is getting... Oh, that scene is banned. Yeah. Well, then that's also why they did it that way. That's why they... Yeah, that's why they didn't want to have Storm Pilot. Exactly. Just fucking... For China. Fuck China. Fucking China. <laughs> and Star Wars doesn't even make money in China. Like, historically speaking. Like... But you got to get every fucking drop, however you can. You got to make a movie for everybody. Well, I mean, yeah, you can't have broke back space bound. You know something we didn't mention in our review? Rose. Well, she was barely in the movie. <laughs> she was. <laughs> but it's like all that controversy she went through, part all for nothing. Bar- and, I, and I'm part of me is like, was she barely in the movie? Because J.J. Abrams was like, oh, well, there's a lot of criticism for Rose. Let's not really have her that much in the movie. I feel like that was it. And also, he was, she wasn't his character. Yeah, she wasn't Ryan his character. Ryan Johnson made, him, made her up. But they didn't even follow up on the kiss between yeah, him, no. her and Finn. The most you get is him putting a hand on her shoulder like, don't worry, we're going to come back. And then when he does the, the suicide mission at the end. That's all when you talk about friend zone. I'm like, well, he wasn't because he, he friend zoned right off Rose. But he still got friend zoned by the person he wanted. <laughs> 
Ray, I want you to know and, before I die. And the person, that, the, person that, the person that wanted him, friend, he friend zoned her. So, so he's still thinking of friend zoning <laughs> both ways. <laughs> I friend zone others and I get friend zoned. <laughs> yeah, you reap what you sow, bro. Yeah, or, uh, what would you rate this episode of My Hero from what you've seen, though? Because there's not really anything else to it. Literally just ends with Deku just kicking rocks. Literally, yeah, he's kicking rocks. <laughs> Fuck you, rocks. <laughs> yeah, go kick rocks. Yeah. Literally, uh, I don't know. Passable. Uh, I give it a high passable. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, my hero. <laughs> but next episode is Mirio fighting Overhaul. Overhaul, yeah. So here we go. This is where everything's been building towards. Or is it Mirio leading to fight Overhaul? And, and it, it ends, ends right before the fight. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that happening too, though. What do you think is going like, to... Let's speculate real quick. What do you think is going to happen this season? It's so sad. Do you think Mira's going to die? Mm. They keep talking about how this is like a really like emotional arc. Kirish, the Kirishima stuff? Was that the emotional stuff? I liked it, but was that it? No, I don't think he's going to die. So what do you think is going to happen? Mm. Come on, come on, prediction head. Put that prediction hat on. <laughs> Maybe All Might dies. <laughs> That'd be so out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. He's not gonna die. I feel like it's gonna be so with Mirio. I can't. I can't say anything because I know. <laughs> you know, motherfucker! You, you, you write more spoilers. I can't help it. What no. are you doing? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't know how it's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna end, but I know what happens. Man, you when, watch your mouth. No, I'm not gonna you. say. Anything. I don't know. I don't know how the season is gonna end or what's gonna be the end goal, but I know what happens to Mirio. Oh, that just raises further questions. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Now I feel like I'm right, but I'm not, not going to say anything else. All right, let's move on. Let's get into news of the week and get out of here. Mario! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, my heart felt my balls. I got so scared. <laughs> Leave over the table. No! <laughs> oh, real quick, for anybody that cares, uh, watch Marriage Story on Netflix. It's got... Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson so it's got Kylo Ren and Black Widow and it's a way better movie than Rise of Skywalker I'll just say that it's it's random but I watched it and it's not my typical thing so <laughs> there you go but perfect vision just so you know so Mario uh, no <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga, but you better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want to kitty gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. So what's the news, news guy? Shut the fuck up. I'm looking at those. Wait, there are rumors Chaval disagreed with some decisions taken in Last Jedi. Again, even he disagreed. So would he have retconned stuff as well? Uh, <laughs> Nobody like Ryan Johnson's take. It suggested he wanted both Supreme Leader Snoke and Luke Skywalker to be alive for Episode Nine. Okay, that also wouldn't have been better, I think. I, I think it was definitely a mistake to kill Luke off in the it second movie. It was definitely movie. a mistake to kill Luke off. Yeah. Have him just be tired. You ain't gonna die. <laughs> like, oh man, that was super exhausting. Not only that, if you're gonna kill Luke, have him be more prominent in the story. Yeah, that was like the biggest weakness of Last Jedi is that they didn't do enough with Rey and Luke's relationship. So when you get to the point in the Rise of Skywalker where she takes his name, I'm like you barely knew him. That's like a but big she, thing. She, but she knew Leia. And she's a Skywalker too. Yeah, but off screen. Even though she, Actually, she's an organic. Even though she, I was just about to say. I was just about to say. Even though she's not. She should be like, my name is Ray. 
Organa. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> Twist, bitches. <sighs> yeah, I don't see anything. But anyway, uh, so yeah, the one, the trailer that we that, that I mentioned. We gotta watch Tenet. Did you see Tenet? Uh, no. I mean, oh, the trailer. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Oh, you saw the trailer. Yeah. Okay, so what do you remember from the trailer? Let's talk about it. Hello. Hmm? Trailer. I didn't, I didn't understand it. <laughs> I saw it, but I didn't understand it. Like he was looking at glass holes in the in the in a mirror or a glass or something, like a bullet bullet holes. What is it even about? I don't No, there's a different trailer. Oh, it was like a full trailer? Yeah. Oh, then no, I haven't I've seen the teaser, I guess. Well then Alright, all right, hold on. We all believe we've run into the burning building. But until we feel that heat, we can never know. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. That test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. Nuclear holocaust? No. Something worse. All I have for you is a word. Tell it. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. You have to start looking at the world in a new way. And try to understand it. So going back to your original saying, he was like, yeah, I didn't understand it. I still don't. I still don't, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Is he rewinding time? a time thing. He's a time cop, maybe? So so Batman teams up with this black guy to fight time? <laughs> that's Robert Pattinson, Yeah, that's right? Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Is it? Is it's it? Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but I, I heard it was part of the Inception universe. Is that true? It, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant because it's Christopher Nolan. There, I said it. <laughs> Are you happy, Nolan fans? <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. Uh, did, I say, did I say there was another trailer? Uh, you said there was two, I think? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, then, there you go. <laughs> There's the news, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, but Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker opened with $175.5 million. At the box office, which sounds pretty high, but in terms of the trilogy, this new set of trilogies is the lowest opening of the Star Wars trilogies. Uh, the ride, the Force Awakens debuted at two hundred and forty-eight million, and the Last Jedi was two hundred and twenty. So that's like almost like a forty-five million dollar difference. I mean, you think it's all because? And it also has the lowest. Cinema score yeah. of all the movies. 
Zen, what about the audience score? Like, what's the audience well, score? Cinema score is audience. Oh, so it's not Rotten Tomatoes? It's a different no, thing. no, no. Cin- Rotten Tomatoes is like anybody could just go on the internet and vote whether you saw the movie or not. Yeah. Cinema score is more uh, legit because they actually ask people that have seen the movie that, ha- that actually have tickets oh, okay. to have seen. So I usually trust Cinema Score over. Uh, I mean, I understand that issue. And it's, at, and it's uh, B, which sounds kind of high. Yeah, it does. But for Cinema Score, it's not. What's high then? A? A or A minus. Okay. Anything lower than that, it's like, eh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, mm, hey man, I, I think we can both agree that this was not a fully satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga, so. And it was a $300 million uh, production budget. I agree with the critics. And that doesn't include marketing, so they need to make a shit ton of money. Which, I mean, unless they take a huge drop. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I don't see, I don't see them not making the money back. But I'll still be surprised if this movie still makes a billion dollars. Oh, you don't think it's gonna make a billion either? I mean, with the with the low opening, I don't know. I'd be curious. Yo, I don't, if I don't, Rise of really, I don't really know what it's doing overseas. If the Rise of Skywalker doesn't make a billion and Joker does, chaos. <laughs> We're living in a society, Michael. But uh, also with that, The Flash, which I'm like, how long is this going to stick? But The Flash has a release date, finally. And it's uh, July 1st, 2022. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's why I was like, is, is, is it going to yeah. actually happen? You can tell me every date you want to until I see production shots and <laughs> costumes. and Even then. I'm yeah, like, Delayed. <laughs> Canceled. But uh, with that, I'm talking about, uh, granted, even though I'm like, I get what you're saying, but I'm like, you're not the one to talk. Bobby Cannavale, who was uh, the guy from episode five of uh, Ma- The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The the we, um, the person I didn't uh, like, the one I was like, he seems like somebody's nephew from on set. Yeah, the gunslinger. He, yeah. He came out and said, uh, honestly, wait, Rise of Skywalker was hands down the worst oh, Star shit. Wars movie. An absolute <laughs> fucking failure. Oh my God. You, you work with Disney. You can't say this. <laughs> Went to see it last night and I woke up still mad. Wow. Like, it rendered the entire new trilogy completely useless. He's wrong. I mean, he's were, right. <laughs> there were more plot holes than there was plot. He's right. The <laughs> amount of by the ways was absolutely infuriating. Totally Rise right. of Skywalker. But why the Skywalker, by the way, dumbass title was worse than Phantom Menace and The Last Jedi. <laughs> he said, by the way, dumbass title. And The Last Jedi combined. Fight me. Okay, and well, Disney's like, oh, so I will. Was like, so somebody was like, well, would you feel that way if you were in the movie? And he said, honestly, I think I'd be more mad. Obviously, I can't speak on behalf of the cast. To some, to some actors, this is just the job. And maybe they're just happy to be working. To which I say, more power to them. Also, maybe they, maybe they fucking love the new Star Wars. In which, in, in which case, that's fucking dope. They got, that they got to work on something they truly got to enjoy. I personally would have felt pretty depressed if I was in the new Star Wars movie. As a main character, I mean, if I was dude wearing an alien puppet or whatever, <laughs> I'd be fucking stoked. But I'm like, while I can agree with your statement, I'm like, this is coming from a guy who was in the worst episode of The Mandalorian. 
Also true, yeah. but that should have more weight. Because <laughs> that means even he thinks it sucks. <laughs> I just... Man, Disney's... I'd be afraid if I was that guy, because Disney's about to kill him. <laughs> well, he already died. In the... <laughs> no, man. Mickey's going to kill him for real. <laughs> Call the Mandalorian. We've got a new one. Huh? <laughs> But, uh, about to get sniped in his own house. <laughs> talk about casting. I don't know. But uh, right now, Daniel Radcliffe is being looked at to play Moon Knight, Mark Spector. Jordan's not listening because he's on his phone. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so... People are dumb. But anyway. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? No, what'd you say? Daniel Radcliffe is being looked at to play... Moon Knight, Mark Spector. No. <laughs> That's my response. No. Do you want Harry Potter to be Moon Knight? I, I mean... You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth right now. I've gotten to the point that when it comes to casting, I'm like, whatever. Let me see it. Let me see if it works. Because how many times have we said no and then we loved it? True. True. I'll give it... Look. I, I have faith in MCU casting. So if they cast Daniel Radcliffe to be Moon Knight, I'd be like, what? But... I give him a chance. I like Harry Potter. He's very pale, but I like him. <laughs> so maybe, actually, maybe that's perfect. Moon Knight, he's super white. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm like, I wonder if that would offend the Jewish community, though. Because he's not Jewish, as far as I know. Moon Knight's Jewish? Moon Knight's Jewish. Sure. <laughs> sure, I mean, granted, He's white. Just play, just say I'm Jewish. Who <laughs> cares? Yeah. I don't care. But I don't know. Um... There's not really that much news. I'm like scavenging for shit. <laughs> but uh, Marvel Studios has a, actually were given uh, Josh Boone the blessing to release the New Mutants movie. So supposedly there's going to be a trailer for the New Mutants coming out sometime this week. Okay. And the as of right now, it still has a theatrical release date of April 3rd, 2020. Are you excited? No. <laughs> but why, Michael? I don't. I don't. I don't care. Don't be hating. Michael's a hater, guys. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, I, I'm clearly a hater <laughs> for Moon Knight. Uh, it's my favorite fucking superhero, you asshole. No, it's not. <laughs> Can you imagine new, new Mutants, rather. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, I love New Mutants. They're awesome. But yeah, even though we kind of, even though we talked about it already. Uh, J.J. Abrams was at an uh, event doing the Q&A. Somebody asked him uh, what was Rage or what was Finn trying to say to Ray regarding uh, the movie, the, you know, the, the secret he was trying to tell her. And yeah, he, he came out and this is how people know. He came out and said, yeah, he was trying to tell Ray that he's force sensitive, which I think is stupid. Doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's so easy to poke holes in that. Like, no, no, no. It was totally... We would just say it's Force-sensitive. Like, no, what? I saw somebody defend it by saying, uh, yeah, he was Force-sensitive. Of course that's what you was trying to tell her. You saw in the movie that he was Force-sensitive. I'm like... Yeah, you did see it in the movie when he when Ray died and he sensed it, but still. Yeah, but that's... You went nowhere with that story. But you're not looking at all the rest of the evidence of why he would be saying, I love you. <laughs> why the fuck would that be his last words thinking he's going to die? Why the fuck wouldn't he tell Poe before he got executed? Why wouldn't he tell Ray right then after they fucking fell into that, that tunnel? 
Like Why makes, wouldn't you tell Leia, the only other person that you know is a Jedi? Yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't know she's a Jedi, but you know she has some type of force ability. Why would he be embarrassed to say and that? And you know, you know Leia is training Rey in yes. the beginning of the movie. It makes no sense. Yeah, why would you be embarrassed to say I'm force sensitive? Because that's not what he was going to say and it's a dumbass fucking retcon. And I hate when directors do that. Like, I have more respect for you. He's coming out. He's, he wanted, No, he's coming to tell Ray I'm gay and I'm loving. I'm in love with Poe. I would rather that. <laughs> and I want to know if I have your blessing. I have more respect for directors when they just own up to shit that they made a mistake. Just say you made a mistake. Like, oh, there was actually a scene that got cut out that was going to talk about how he had feelings for Ray because of the kiss with her and Kylo. It didn't make sense anymore, so we cut it. But we still had the other scenes. Like, just say that. I, I have more respect for you as a filmmaker. <laughs> but we just go like, nah, here's some bullshit that's obviously bullshit, but you're going to eat that, right? <laughs> no! God damn it. Uh, that's it. It's all news? Yeah, I don't, I'm like scrolling through shit. I'm like, I don't see nothing interesting. Hey man, that's fine, man. I don't it's see already, nothing interesting to It's bring a three-hour episode already yeah, just from us talking. Like, oh yeah, Michael News is my favorite. I'm like, there's no news. <laughs> It's fine. This, this week's episode was just ranting about the rise of Skywalker. And hopefully, the people listening aren't like, oh, fuck, all you do is hate things. Because I, I feel like... Yes, that's what Chris is saying. Yes, but but not just Chris. Like, I get... All right, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it in the podcast. In the night 2019, I'm just going to... I'm going to... Full disclosure, all right, guys? I don't what? know if you've noticed, gay? No! <laughs> uh, I post less of my... my Blur Vision account, like, recently. And part of it was because I'm working on things for Unworthy, so I'm busy doing editing and stuff in my free time. But another part of it is just, like, and also Instagram sucks now, so, like, the algorithm makes things harder to fucking people for people to see. But beyond that... But, but a catch-22 is the less you post, the more they deprioritize your stuff. Yeah, I know. It's fucking stupid. But I just lost the urge or the, the, the passion of posting my opinion on the internet because it doesn't matter what I say. If I make a joke about something I like, I'm called a fanboy. If I make a joke about something I dislike, I'm called a hater. <laughs> and I could give a whole diatribe of all the things I like about something, but if I make a joke, and memes are, nitpick, are nitpicking critiques in a humorous way. So if I make a meme nitpicking something that even if I like that thing, if someone sees that critique, they automatically say that I hate the whole thing. <laughs> I just get so tired of being accused of just never liking things. Like, it's just... It's, uh, it's exhausting. The internet's exhausting. So I'm just like, uh, if I make a joke about this, no matter what I say, it's going to be make somebody mad. So it's like I'm walking this line all the time. I just not care, but I'm a big heart. I'm a big softy, Mike. So, yeah, when people say things that hurt, I feel it. <laughs> internet's trash. I'm just tired of fandoms. I'm just tired of people wanting to jump onto a side and, and hate for no reason. And make assumptions about people, even though you don't know them. Oh, oh, talking about hatred. I could talk about this. What? So there's a director I've never heard of before. Terry Gillum. And he called Black Panther utter bullshit. Wait, what? Black yeah. Panther? Yes. Why? He says, I think people who made it have never... He says, yeah. I think the people who have made it have never been to Africa. They went and got some stylus from, for some African pattern fabrics and things... But I just hated that movie, partly because the media were going on about the importance of bullshit. Okay. Wait, who is this? His name is Terry Gillum. Oh, they said Terry Crews. I was like, not you, Terry Crews. 
Well, fuck that guy. Who? I don't care. Who is he? <laughs> They've never been to Africa, even though Ryan Coogler said in many interviews that he got a lot of inspiration by going to Africa. Him, he took the whole cast. What a weird note to end this episode. How <laughs> yeah. about hatred? I'm like, oh, this is hatred. <laughs> Why do they hate us, Michael? Because they Cause ain't us. That's yes, right. <laughs> well, all, right, all right, guys. That's and been... they want our anus. Okay. No. <laughs> no. But that has been the last episode of Blur Vision for 2019. Thank Are you, you guys. satisfied? Are you not satisfied? <laughs> yeah, was this the Rise of Skywalker yeah. podcast for you? Like, was this, was this episode, did that have the continuity with the rest oh, of our that series? Was an anticlimactic episode. <laughs> I hate it when Jordan said he was all blurs and, <laughs> and shot Force Lightning <laughs> at Michael, and then he deflected it with a lightsaber. <laughs> I do have two. I do have two lightsabers here too. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing that can defeat me. Uh... Yeah, right over there, actually. <sighs> no, no, you will die. Unlimited power. <laughs> he should have said that. He should have. But it wasn't limited. Clearly, it was limited. <laughs> limited Not, power. No, it was unlimited because he sh- could destroy the whole armada. But when it comes to Ray, no, that lightsaber. That lightsaber was holding that lightsaber, it in one space. What is that lightsaber made of? I'm like, shoot her feet, shoot anything else. <laughs> like force. No, she just down. Force push anything. It's just. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Knock the lightsaber out of her hand, just like you did with Kyle when when. Ben and, and Ray were holding the lightsaber. So I was saying, force push, force lightning. I win. <laughs> I rule the galaxy. Well, he doesn't want to kill her. He wants her to kill him. Why? At that point, he was already, he had all the youth juice. So he was like super young and powerful, right? Like it revived him, right? But I guess the youth juice only lasts for a certain amount of time. I don't know. I mean, who knows? The, the force works in mysterious ways that the writers only know. <laughs> so... All right, guys. But Ian, Ian McDermott was totally surprised by Palpatine's return because George Lucas said he was dead. Well, J.J. Abrams said something else. J.J. <laughs> Abrams said, fuck you, said Lucas. <laughs> Death of the author. And in, in many ways, part of me, do you feel like it diminishes Anakin's legacy? Because his, yes! his thing was about bringing balance to the Force. He took out the Sith Lord, only to find out he didn't take out the Sith Lord. Though, yeah, it completely makes Anakin's story kind of irrelevant. It didn't really matter in the end. Yeah, no. Even though you can make the argument, well, there was peace for a couple of years, well, a certain amount of years. I don't even understand why fuck Darth Vader didn't show up to Ben like, hey, man, it ain't me. That's Palpatine saying all that shit. I'm a force ghost. I can say these things. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they should have had Hayden Christensen come back as a force ghost. Especially when you know... Your grandson's being manipulated by Palpatine, right? And clearly, the Force Ghosts have the ability to affect the real world, so they they know what's going on. Yeah, to the point that not only was like even uh, Yoda, he was able to make it fucking lightning or whatever to destroy the hut. Oh yeah, Luke. Oh my God, that was another plot hole we didn't talk about. Luke, him raising the ship, raised the ship. That was one of my reasons why I was like, no, but Michael, he couldn't have gone the crate because he didn't have a ship anymore. Because it was destroyed, remember? Nah, raise that shit. I'm like, so you could have got the crate. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he would have had to for it. Well, you could say, well, it would have took him a long time to get there. Lightspeed. No. But no? Lightspeed doesn't work. Lightspeed's not lightspeed? It, it, it takes a long time. It's not on how instant? Far, depending on how far it is. <laughs> it still takes a while. Like, for example, lightspeed, the sun, it takes eight minutes for the light to get to hit Earth. 
So we're getting eight minutes later. That's some good science, Michael. But we're talking about the movie in The Last Jedi where Finn and Rose could leave the ship during a space chase, go to a different planet, get back to the ship. Like, how did I get there? <laughs> Explain. Wormholes. I don't know. Wormholes. Okay. The Force. It's all the Force. Yeah, it's the Force. Well, yeah, he has the Force now. All right, well. But for, not only that, but. Force off. <laughs> catch, catch the lightsaber and then say the line that pissed me off. Oh, a yeah. Jedi's weapon should be respected. Fuck you. There was a lot of digs like that at Last Jedi. That was J.D. talking directly to the audience. But again, like, it makes the property worse because you're literally going against something that happened in the last. Again, hate, love or hate The Last Jedi. And I hated The Last Jedi. I, I say this, like I said this before, it is canon. It is in-universe. You can't do shit about it. So for him to say that feels like a slap in the face to everything we saw. Like, if, if, it's a waste of waste of my fucking life. Like, so you're saying... And, and in many ways, it's not even a trilogy anymore. You could, you could watch yeah. The Force Awakens and then jump to this episode, and The Last Jedi almost seems kind of irrelevant. <laughs> so would you say that the stuff that Luke said after The Last Jedi felt... Forced. Ah! <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and that's the joke we're going to end off for 2019. That's been your host, Jordan, from Blurred Vision. With Michael. And we will see you next week. Next year. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> next year. <laughs> Peace. I'm Lord Vader, and I give respect. Your planet and your life is what I expect. Cape on my back, cable box on my chest, leather pants on my death, hot oil on my breath. Don't be jealous of my boots, jealous of my gloves, jealous of my belt with my blinking light stars. I'm the Dark Lord with the power to diss. Dismiss some people's skills like the Bantha Piss. One, two, three, into the four. It's the Emperor coming through the door.